This episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast is sponsored by Nature Box. Order great tasting, healthy snacks right to your door. Forget the vending machine and get in shape for summer with healthy, delicious treats like everything bagel sticks. Support this podcast and get 50% off your first order. Go to naturebox.com slash roosterteeth. This episode of the Rooster Teeth Podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, or online store. For a free trial and 10% off, go to squarespace.com and use offer code roosterteeth. That's offer code roosterteeth at squarespace.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the Rooster Teeth Podcast. Hello. How are y'all doing? Fantastic. You, I, was asking, I was asking them. I the thought you were asking them, that's why I didn't answer. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. You're on top of the ball. Barbara, not so much. <laughs> so, I'm on top of the ball. Don't yeah. you just say I'm on the ball? <laughs> <laughs> I'm stood atop the ball. Dude, you're balancing. You, you are more on than top. on the ball. You're on top of that fucking ball. <laughs> uh, this week's RT Podcast with Gus. Gavin. Barbara. Brandon. Which, which, oh, that one. Brandon. And Gus. Come on, dude. You should know more than most well, people. Well, it's weird because now this has moved over here and I can't see the. And. <laughs> we were just talking about if I was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Did it really frazzle you? Huh? Did it really like get to you? No. Like we were trying, we were trying to psych you out before the podcast started, telling you how awkward you were. Did you see what you and did? Then, yeah, you couldn't find your camera, despite the fact you have years of studio experience. No, no, no. I, I knew where my camera was, and I knew where the monitor over. was, but I wasn't sure which camera you were on. Gotcha. Okay. So I had to be like, all right, which camera? Okay. And then look back. I hear you. I like the difference between normal office Brandon and podcast Brandon. Is that there's a straight line across his hair like this? It's really neat. Look at that. What? You've like done your hair all proper. Did Have you do your hair for this? No. Liar! I did not. As if I, you look like I that saw today. you messing up your hair earlier today because you were stressed out about something. Yeah, because I was stressed out. That's probably what it is. So you play with your hair when you're stressed well, out. Well, I mean, I think yeah, I, I do this a lot. Because my hair really is so puffy. thick. There's something very soothing about it. <laughs> it's like, it's like having a dog head. on your head. Yeah, you can just pet it. Like anywhere you go, like oh, I'm a good boy. You, do that you know what too, I'm talking Gus. about, Gus? Right? Yeah, I do that all I the know, time. Gus plays I, with I like. A lot. You can see, it's like if I ever go bald, it's gonna be because I've pulled all of my hair back <laughs> from stress. Yeah. Like my hair is so thick, it'll never happen unless I'm just super stressed and I just like fucking push that hairline back in anger. <laughs> yeah. Brandon, if you ever get really stressed out, I'll let you play with my hair. The other thing I do, you could do with less hair. Can I braid it? Yeah, go for it. Sweet. There's another thing I do whenever I'm nervous or like I'm stressed out. I'll sit. I don't know if you've ever noticed this. But I'll sit with like my hand by my mouth, and I chew on the hairs on my hand. I've seen you chew your hand before, and I have like specifically little ball at spots. RTX meetings. Yeah. I always see you chew right your hand. It's it's, it's it's satisfying to to pull hair out of yourself, though. Yeah, I I do it. I don't think I've ever told this on the podcast. I pull the hair out of my face, like beard because hair? ever since I had that weird like semi stroke, this side of my face went numb, <laughs> like my cheek. So like. I Wait, just, is there still? I just pull hair out of this part of my cheek. So it yeah. usually still lasting side effects from that mini yeah, stroke. I don't know. It was like I didn't realize it until after that that I was doing it. But it might have always go been there. The I don't doctor. know. Gavin, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that <laughs> beard? I don't know. The Half beard your looks face good. is numb. But usually, <laughs> like this side of my face is really bushy I see and furry. Meg just like Meg looking just over like, at you. <laughs> and this side is completely bald because there's a dead spot there, and I just just yank hair out of it, and it feels satisfying. It's like. But you can't feel anything, but it feels. I guess it feels satisfying for your finger, like the sensation. I can of the feel pop. the pull. I just can't feel any of the pain of. I can feel like the the tug on my skin. Do you ever get tweezers and do it? Yeah, yeah. I bet that is actually really satisfying. It's satisfying, and and if you go like like really whack it out, it like pulls out the whole follicle and stuff, and it's all like ugh. And you get like the shiny yeah. end on the yeah. yeah the it's real. Yeah. It's yeah. so satisfying to do. That's pretty good. Speaking of uh, hair pulling out. Oh, I think speaking of white tips. <laughs> no, definitely not that. That was the last thing that we said. Okay. So uh, hair pulling out. we have our Indiegogo campaign running right now for Laser Team. Yeah, which has been going great. And we, uh, I mean, I 
I've been really moved. It's amazing the kind of support we've had. Yeah, we, we kicked had it off on Friday. Uh, for people who don't know, you can go to roosterteeth.com slash laser team uh, to see the page and get all the information about it. We kicked it off on Friday, and I think within 10 hours we had hit our goal. And uh, now it's, it's – it's, I think the last time I checked earlier today, it's the number six most funded film ever across any crowdfunding platform. Yeah, and number two on Indiegogo. And number two on Indiegogo. I remember checking it because I, I don't know what time it went live, but I checked it and it was like 28,000. And I was like, well, I guess it's, you know, it's going to be a slow one. And I checked again and it was over 200,000. I was like, it oh, went- wow. I must have literally just seen it as soon as it launched. We launched yeah. it at I think around 6.30 p.m. Central Time. Like within minutes, it was already like $15,000. Within the first, like I think, minute. five minutes, we had a, a new uh, EP because that's one of the perks in there. Executive producer up. for uh, the lay folk out there. Executive yeah. producer. Thank Which you, guys. Which is a $10,000 perk. $10,000 perk. I'm going to put it out there. I think we have the best audience of any oh, online company. Oh, take out company. the word think. You, we absolutely of have any the company. best audience. Like what, comp- what other company has a better audience? No one. Like McDonald's? Blockbuster. Like what, what com- <laughs> Dude, McDonald's <laughs> audience is great. That's what I'm saying, though. Like not <laughs> even internet it, company. Right? What other company... Has better followers. No. We, should, we should do a stretch goal of. <laughs> you totally ignore you. We should do a stretch goal of what? Of like of two million. Where after that we send a mini trophy saying best audience to everyone who donated. Holy shit, dude! That'd be so many trophies. Yeah. Currently, there's about fourteen thousand people who have. Uh, so fourteen thousand little plastic trophies. I yeah. think I did the math on it <laughs> last night when we hit million, and the average donation was eighty dollars. Wow. Like if you divide the number by the oh amount of funders, it was 80 bucks. So that's incredible. Usually the average yeah. is like 20 to 30. Mm-hmm. I'm sad I missed to... the million dollar rollover. Yeah. I was uh, drunk, passed out last night when it <laughs> happened. <laughs> I guess it happened like 11 p.m. or 11.30. It was like 11.30. Yeah. And Do you I, was, think you I was just like drunk and gone. I, I had no idea. How many people are drunk and passed out when they hit a million dollars? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, there it is. I, I, I woke up to like a bunch of texts and emails about like, Getting together for this for this video for the million dollar. I got reaction. really confused when I turned around just now because I was like, what? "Where are all these people come from?" And then I realized it was a video, not us on the podcast. What was Aaron? Right now. I know. I was going to say, "Poor Aaron." I didn't use any of that footage. What was he filming? The table? It what was, was it? RT Live. No, he, oh. he pointed at the couch people. Oh. Yeah, it was just it, the angle was tough to get something different. Yeah. So, um, we're going to be making a feature length movie, which is what the Indiegogo is for. It's called, called Laser, uh, Team. Laser Team, and uh, there's a little bit of information, uh, like a broad plot synopsis on the Indiegogo page. And I think we're going to start having regular updates, including concept art for all of our backers here pretty soon. Uh, I don't know exactly when. Bernie's kind of heading up the Indiegogo, and he's not here right now, so I don't want to say anything yeah. and uh, have him held to he's un- E3, unexpected right? deadlines. Or deadlines I just made up. Yeah, he's at E3 right now. I have a stretch goal for us. What's that? If we hit... Does it mini mi- trophies? Because he just suggested if, that. If we hit $3 million, <laughs> we're going to change the name of the movie to Laser Meme, and then the tagline is going to be, I can have movie. Get out. Get out. <laughs> it's terrible. So can we still come up with stretch goals at this point? Yeah, yeah. absolutely still. Interesting. Stretch goals. As well, many as you can think of. One of the, the goals we had was if we hit a million before midnight last night, Brandon and Chris would wax their chests. Yeah, uh, I was sitting at home <laughs> and we were really back. close and we were all really excited about getting to a million. So talking to Barbara and Chris, try to figure out something dumb we could do. And I don't know why that came up. So what's your chest look like? It's a disaster. What's it out? <laughs> No, 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 I don't want to spoil it. We, we made a video of it. We're going to release it. Do you have uh, folliculitis yet? What? what the fuck is that? Well, you got like follicle goop. It doesn't look good. No. <laughs> goop? Like stuff comes out? No, it's like all bumpy and nasty. Oh. But yeah, and there was about 20 people, like work completely stopped at this company 
for I, about an hour. I was sitting at my desk with my headphones on, and I kept hearing screaming. Yeah. And it wasn't coming from <laughs> the office next door, so I knew it wasn't Joel oh. and, uh, and Adam. It's like, what the fuck is going on? They put a picture of the audience on screen of everybody who was watching me, Wax, Brandon, and Chris's chest. Yeah, we were actually in the kitchen, and both Chris and I were just sprawled out on the kitchen table. And people are going to be eating there tomorrow morning. At first, I was scared because you guys asked me to do it. <laughs> And then I was just like, you know what? It looks Fuck like it. A, an operation. <laughs> it, do, it looks like that bo- that board game operation. <laughs> like, remove Chris Brandon's get, chest hair. Chris, we, you know, Chris has about three chest hairs, but he has a lot of hair around his nipples. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, so we, uh, well, Patrick we had some fun that one. with those. Do you we have just, to go around the nipple or do you just I, You're go, probably oh, you, supposed to, but we just went right over it. You went over it? I, I It was funny if you had put a piece of pepperoni on the waxing tape before. <laughs> and you pulled it up and like, oh my God! Like, Trying to freak him out. I wasn't worried about the pain. I was so worried that I was going to lose a nipple. Maybe I did. You'll have to watch it. Brandon's legs were shaking so much when we were doing his nipple. He's just like, I really don't want to fucking lose a nipple. Holy shit. He was just like, no. you're not going to lose a nipple from wax. You can always... Pop it back on. You'd have it right there. That's Stretch goal. That's not how it works. Reattach Brandon's nipple. <laughs> <laughs> Just put it on ice. See if we hit, in the, hit that stretch goal. And get Gross. It stretch goal. Brandon gets a third nipple. What if we stretch your nipple on the stretch goal? Gross. That's why. Why is this? Why is this the thing? You know, the funny thing, though, is we asked Barbara to do it, and she literally has no experience waxing anybody. Oh, I thought you meant wax her chest. That would be weird. the people that did, Blaine do. has a lot of experience waxing people, and... um. He does? Yeah. Apparently his dad's very hairy, so he would like... So Blaine waxes his dad. His dad. Yeah. That's a great mental probably, image. Probably his dad. Everyone, let's do just take like, a moment. Do you think like for Father's Day, he gives his dad a coupon that says, Dad, dear uh, dad, thank you. Happy Father's Day. Here is a coupon for one free back waxing from Blaine. <laughs> and Blaine's like, here you go, Dad. My favorite part is how you started that letter with thank you. <laughs> I didn't know where I was going with it. It was dad, hey, dad. Thank, thank you, dad. You. Yeah, I, <laughs> What can I say? I, I'm, I'm a master when it comes to writing greeting cards for Father's Day. It's just Thank a you for fathering me. Uh, what is this? Are we sponsored by this or something? No. No, sweet. Are I these... just went to the... It's uh, from the grocery store. They, you can fill up the... Uh, they have like a tap. You can go and fill up these giant bottles. Are these the beers that you had on that podcast with Carrie and Miles? Yes, where they talked about Carrie's... Yeah. ...mouth? <laughs> no, the, the bottles have actually been washed three times since then. Okay. So don't worry. And two of those times were today. So there's no boogies in here? There's no boogies. There's no mouth runoff. We're going to lose Brandon. <laughs> mouth runoff. <laughs> so Great name for a band, that one. I have a new grievance with The Office. Or new problem, I should say. Go on. I don't know how to handle interactions at the door. Because, like, you know, we have a double door system here. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes someone will be coming out while you're going in or someone will be in front of you. And then they, well, to be polite, they hold the door open for you. And I'm like, in my head, I just think it'd just be easier if you went ahead. And then I Because now up you have to you. speed up. Because now I have to speed up. And then they're like standing there holding the door like awkwardly. And then I'm like having to shuffle by people. I, I want to make it a rule. You don't have to hold the door open for people. If they're carrying something, sure. That's fine. to be nice. I, but I'm if 100% just walking, in agreement with you. Right? Yeah. It was hard enough to make. Card. It was right. hard enough to make a rule where people close the door. I guess. Do you it. really think you're going to establish door closing etiquette? Yeah. Like, yeah. like when, if I'm walking from a distance, sometimes someone will see me and they'll hold the door up. I'm like, no, no, just, okay, fine. They're going to like run and like, okay, thank you. And, you then, run up and, then, and then they like get in and then some, sometimes they'll like run up in front of me and get the, the other door. Oh, no. And I'm like, no, no, no. Oh, oh. like, oh. 
it's just super awkward every time now. So, like, I almost want to make it a point where if I see someone at the door, I walk to the bathroom instead. <laughs> so I don't even have to deal with it. Just to avoid that Right, then, like, they go in, and I'm like, okay, then I just, like, turn around and go right back in You can just them. take a, t- a ton of phantom pisses. That no, not even. Do. Just, like, they walk in, the door closes, they don't know. I just, like, immediately uh, turn around. Is it going to be more awkward now that everybody knows this is in your head, so whenever they see you? It might be. I'm just going to slam the myself. door in front of you now. From Do now. it. That's fine. So, so I've had a weird thing with kind of related to you recently where, you know, we have two different buildings here. We have stage five, which is where we're sitting in right now. And then across the way, we have our administrative building. Yeah. It's where all the visitors go. Right. And um, so I, I occasionally have to walk back and forth between the buildings. But inevitably, almost every day, I see the fucking British Airways flight from London to Austin. And I take a picture of it and text it to Gavin. I mean, it, it's like three times a week. It's only one flight a day. It's the only British Airways flight you can possibly see. I see it 60% of the time. Why do you He's text texted me Gavin? a picture of it. Well, just because the, the like, I started telling luck. Gavin about how weird it was that I always saw it. And I don't think he believed me. So like every time I see it now, I text it to him. Yeah. Are you going- how do you know it's that one though? I can. You can tell by the way it's painted. It's do you like, have a meeting though at the same time? No. Every day? Like, the other, like last week, Barbara and I had an interview over in the bungalow. And then I was walking the reporter and our PR person across the, the parking lot. And I was like, yeah, you know, making stupid small talk. And I was like, oh, you know, what's weird is, you know, I looked at my watch. I was like, I see the same plane fly by just about every day. I said, we're about 10 minutes early right now. So I'm, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I was like, the fucking flight was 10 minutes early. And I got another text. I have, I think, like four or five pictures of this plane now from Gus. <laughs> I bet I could take that flight and you would take a picture I'm of me. Like, oh, I, I, I could see we could take a picture of each other. Like, you should just take a picture of stage five the and next, just flying over The next us. time I take off on that flight, I'm going to look no, out that window. I don't window. see the departing from Austin flight. You only I only see in. it coming from London to okay. Austin. Well, when ever... I fly back, I'm trying. Yeah. To, I'm going to take a zoom lens and try and take a picture of you in the parking lot. <laughs> it reminds me of something that happens to me a lot, where I'll look at my phone, and every time I look at it, it's 3:43 p.m. Mm. Like I have, I, have with... the, I do that every single day. I don't even know, like, if I'm consciously thinking about it or just it's weird. I have it with 1:37 because on 24 hour clock it's 1:337, mm-hmm. and that just kind of sticks out in my head. Mm. And I take a screenshot of it every time I look at my phone at that, and I think. During 2013, I had like 100 pictures of that. Because I would just check my phone and be like, oh, it's 137 again. It's like a third of the day. Yeah. Or a third of the year, I should yeah. say. You don't Mental. think you have like an amazing internal clock what that I'm thinking, subconsciously... What I'm thinking is I subconsciously might check my phone more than I think. And I might see a ton of times that day. But I feel like I just happen to check and it's always that That's probably time. what it is. Yeah. And it's just memorable to my brain, I guess. Do you mm. think before... Well, what, so I've been thinking about this a bit lately. I feel like... I frequently feel like my cell phone is vibrating in my pocket, and I pick it up and look at it, and it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. What did? What was like a phantom pain that, or phantom sensation people had before cell phones? Cringing. Cringing. <laughs> but it's like, did, did did anyone have that where they like they felt like something was buzzing, or I guess that was like guess a sensation it, people weren't familiar with, unless they thought it was a bug or something. Maybe. If they had the same vibrational feel, or do we only feel vibration because we're used to it? Maybe that's 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 what I'm thinking. Like I was talking to Patrick earlier before the podcast started, and I kept reaching in my pocket and pulling my phone out, and he probably thought I was fucking crazy. I was like, I, I can swear my phone is vibrating right now. I am so happy to hear this because I didn't know other people <laughs> that happened to other people. I thought there was something seriously wrong with my nervous I get system. It. I get it when my phone's on the table, and I'll feel it. I'll be like. It definitely wasn't my phone, but I felt that. <laughs> See, that just never happens to me because my phone's always in my purse. Mm. It's never in my pocket. Mm. Well, how do you know your purse doesn't feel it? <laughs> Gavin Free with May- the conversation I don't know. stoppers. I should ask it. <laughs> you should become an objective. <laughs> so you never carry it in your pocket? It, it never, I guess so. You, do you never... Your phone always makes noise then, right? 
you always have the audible alarms and well if if i'm at work or something it'll be on my desk Mm -hmm. so do you ever turn you i know you turn sounds on on your phone i I usually have it silent and i turn vibration off a lot because it vibrates my desk Mm. and i just had the flashing light Mm. but uh meg hates the flashing light we so all I hate the know. flashing light. Everyone does. I don't know if you if you remember this. We all hate the flashing light. It's what? really useful when your phone isn't on you. What about you? What do you do? Do you ever have like audible alerts on your phone on? Uh, not on purpose. Usually, it's all always on vibrate. Mm-hmm. And I had to change my ringtone because you assholes made me feel bad about it. What was it? It was just me, wasn't it? No, it was I the made you, feel bad you guys about hate it. it. It was uh, the uh, mindless self indulgence that shut me up. I've had that ringtone for like four years. It, it was like heavy metal. It sounded like heavy metal. Is it heavy metal? How'd it go? I don't know. Well, I had to change it. I had to change it now, so I completely forgot about it. I don't know. It was it was like screaming and heavy bass and like guitar and stuff. But really, like all of a sudden and very loud each time it would go, and it would scare the shit out of me. You remember the video game show that I had in college? That was like yeah, the opening yeah. theme for it when I started and then I went to produce it. So it has like an emotional connection. And I severed that because of you guys. Good. I'm glad. Thanks, dude. Did I tell You're you welcome. that I had to change my text tone? Why? You know my text tone, right? Mm-hmm. It was, ah! which is piercing and annoying. And I did it because it annoys Jeff and pretty much everyone in Achievement Hunter. But then it got to the point where it would like go off in an airport and then people would come to me and talk to me because they recognized it and knew that i was nearby really yeah like I, I, fans and stuff would come and like they would know i was next to them because of that ringtone it really happened over not over because again. you were next to them and they saw you no, like no maybe they didn't it, would, see it would like they'd be like oh gavin has that ringtone and they would look over and see that it was actually me and come uh, that's weird crazy so now that's, it's different. that's like the epitome of first world problems. <laughs> <laughs> my ringtone. I my have to ringtone. change my ringtone because I'm too famous. My ringtone got too famous, so I have to change it to something more obscure. <laughs> you haven't heard it. <laughs> Fucking ringtone hipster. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, that's the thing about a lot of the stories that we can tell is that they're so douchey. I know, they're so douchey. Yeah. It's so, so douchey. Awful. But it's, it's content that happens in my life and I feel like I should tell people. That was one of the hardest things with the, uh, the uh, Indiegogo was choosing the different perks because it's hard not to seem douchey when you're just like, yeah, $400 for a voicemail yeah. or yeah. something like that. And or like, an, like you spend an evening with someone and it's worth like five grand or something. Yeah, but it's like, this is what, that's, you know. That's a really high-priced hooker. You should go back to hooking, Gus. <laughs> just saying. Do you think I could get 100 bucks for this? What the All microphone? The microphone's worth at? more than that. It's like my bot. Oh, it is. Oh, that is pointing at the microphone. Do you what think you get hundred bucks for this microphone? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that microphone costs way more than that. Oh, okay. The fact that Bernie has had his mouth on that, I think, would make it go for a hundred bucks. <laughs> Just a standard mic would go for quite a bit. Uh, yeah, but I understand what you mean about like having these these dumb first world problems. Yeah. Like I had to go to uh, uh, like a big appliance store to buy a new refrigerator, and. Uh, and a washer and a dryer. And I'd like, there was a problem in my order. Best buy. So I had to go back to the store. And I asked one of the employees, like, listen, uh, I, I messed up my order. I, I got, you know, the wrong cord for it. He's like, oh, go talk to that guy over there. He'll help you. So I go up to that guy. And he's like, the other employee's like talking to some other customer. So I'm just standing there waiting. And then like mid-sentence talking to the customers. He turns and looks at me and goes, Gus? <laughs> <laughs> and he like starts immediately ignoring the customers. Oh, no. And I was like, no, no, hey, uh. Cool. <laughs> so like, I'm just gonna. I'll, I'll wait over here. <laughs> it's just like awkward. Like these people have no idea. They're they're trying to buy something. I'm like no, I'll, I'm good. I'll be over there. Yeah. <laughs> just keeps following you. 
No, no, he, he, he was good about it. He recovered and, 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 and got back to uh, taking care of his original customers. But I felt like an asshole because, like, these people are like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're in the middle of our transaction here. This asshole steps up <laughs> and, like, totally distracts uh, our, our guy. What, what has been your worst fan interaction, Gavin? Has anything, like, really embarrassing happened? Like, uh, this is hemorrhoid cream? No, not really. Not, nothing I can think of like that. I haven't seen Honestly, that. Honestly, all of my embarrassing stories I tell anyway. N- nothing's really private in terms of my body or anything. I haven't seen my pharmacist in a while, the one I got the Valtrex from. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he transferred or, or what happened to him. But every time I go to the pharmacy, uh, I still expect to see him, and, and I've not, I've not seen him in about six months. So. Are you worried each time? Uh, I don't worry about it. I mean, fuck, the dude already gave me Valtrex. I mean, what's the, the worst can happen at this point? Like, hey, I'm here for my Viagra. <laughs> so did you also actually come out? That was a different... Okay, so uh, we're talking about the shingles and we're talking about hemorrhoids. We're yeah. talking about the hemorrhoids now. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, when I had hemorrhoids, it was like there was a little balloon inflated in my asshole. Uh-huh. So it was like... It was like painful to sit. Like it was like a bean. Like imagine if there's a bean stuck in your asshole. <laughs> It's like around the anus, isn't right? It? And it's like anytime you shit, it's like the Play-Doh, the the machine with like the star would come out or the half moon or whatever. <laughs> and it was like you were like squeezing out a, a weird piece of weird shaped piece of shit. <laughs> and anytime you sit, you were sitting on this bean that was kind of stuck in your asshole. It was super uncomfortable. So all the time, like I would want to lay on my stomach <laughs> because uh, like laying on my back or sitting down was just so uncomfortable. But so no, I don't think my asshole actually came out. So this bean. Was Thank it just God. like stretched intestinal skin? I guess. Or was it like an extra piece of... I think it's just like inflamed skin that's what? like stretched. Because hemorrhoids could happen a number of ways, right? One is like you push too hard when you shit. One is like you sit on something flat for too long. That's I thought, I, I thought you can sit on cold surfaces and get hemorrhoids. I sat on a cold, hard concrete <laughs> floor for about 14 hours straight. I think it's because it, it was hard and flat. I don't think it's because it was cold. You were you were wearing pants though. Right. All right. Well, how about this? This is my underwear. You sit All on right. a cold. You sit on a, just a hard flat thing, and I'll sit on a block of ice, and we'll see what happens. But that's also hard and flat. Oh. <laughs> well, well, what if we carve it into a nice curved? We seat? like mold your ass <laughs> yeah. and then like carve it Make into a ice. piece of ice and just carve yeah. it so it's a perfect. Seat so you for are, you. We, are we like bottomless or are we wearing anything? Yeah, we can wear stuff. I guess. Okay. You wear underwear. That's what I wore. You want anus to concrete, right? Oh, God, no. Come no, okay. <laughs> on. I had, I had a thin piece of cotton yeah. separating my anus from the concrete. <laughs> I was not disgusting about it. Weren't you afraid that you're going to try to get up, and instead of going up, you just went forward, and you'd be, like, scraping your butt against uh, the cement? It was very polished and smooth, so... I mean, okay. It wasn't, like, it, it wasn't like... Uh, this is Gussie. Well, only sits on the best cement there is. Yeah. I ha- I was, it was a stained concrete floor, I just want to say. It was a nice apartment. Best of the best for Gussarola. Yeah. Did you move house yet? No, I'll be moving soon, in a few weeks. I want, I want to ask you about your book. I'm going to read this, then I'm going to ask you about some stuff. Uh, I want to remind everyone, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by NatureBox. Your mission, snack smarter to get in shape by summer. Your enemy, the vending machine. But when you're starving, at 3 p.m., all cranky and lightheaded, the evil vending machine can seem like your only friend. Don't give in. Head over to NatureBox.com. NatureBox sends great-tasting snacks right to your door, and they're great for you, too. We're talking healthy snacks like barbecue kettle kernels, everything bagel sticks, South Pacific plantain chips, and over 100 more. Zero trans fats, zero high fructose corn syrup, nothing artificial, even snacks that are gluten conscious and non-GMO. With free shipping anywhere in the U.S., NatureBox is busting up the vending machine's monopoly on your midday hunger. Th- try NatureBox right now. Get 50% off your first order by going to naturebox.com forward slash roosterteeth. That's naturebox.com slash roosterteeth. 
Stay full, stay strong. Go to naturebox.com slash roosterteeth. That's naturebox.com slash roosterteeth. So there's always something that trips me up about this ad read I've never mentioned before. You know, at the beginning it says you're in the meat of the vending machine, but when you're starving at 3 p.m. all cranky and lightheaded, the iPad wants to make an appointment at 3 p.m. So it's like a link. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, yes, I I remind me to eat Nature Box at 3 p.m. tomorrow, (laughs) iPad. It's, it, it always it always, it always trips me up every time Can I, I get to that point. Can I have some of that point. nature box? Yeah, we got. What do you want? We got a uh, tart and tangy fruit medley, masa crisps. Are they all orange now? And bruschetta pretzel pops. Yeah. Let's try that first one. Tart and tangy fruit medley. Just because I wanted to hear you pro- say that again. This is probably not very crunchy, so you might be all right. Um, so yeah, I'll probably be moving in a couple of weeks, um, and like I'm in that phase where you know that's why I was buying some appliances and shit, and like trying to get everything organized and. Trying to remember to change, like, addresses and get services set up. Yeah. So you had a fuck-up with that. Yeah, well, I, I forgot about gas. You need that, apparently, for, <laughs> for hot water and stuff. That's why Gavin's wearing a hat, is because this is the, like, first time didn't, I think he hasn't showered. Didn't shower today. <laughs> I have never, in the ten years I've known Gavin, I've never seen his hair greasy before. You should... You I also should. did a lot of uh, strenuous exercise today for a, for a video. Masturbated. I've also got this really cool feature with my house where if you turn on one sink, the sink in the other room fills up with water. That's a great feature. What do you mean? It's blocked or something. I need a plumber. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, the, like, the, the, the inspector didn't catch that? I guess not. Uh, we, we what what a like, shit inspector? <laughs> like, You'd think they would test that, like turn the water on. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, there's only one inspector. How is he supposed to know? He just turns the water here. It's okay. And if you turn on both at the same time, they both fill up, and then it just sits there. And then like after like five minutes, it starts draining away. Oh, my God. See, I don't understand why to own a house. Yeah, I, I'm like, like you why just, did I do that? You buy it, and it's a lot of money, and then you put a lot of money into it. And I'm then doing. you're like, well, you can sell it for a lot. But it's like something is only good when you don't need it anymore. And then you sell it to buy something else that's now more expensive too. Right. But you think about it this way. When you sell it, it's like you're recouping part of your rent. So it's like instead of paying rent and paying money to some other asshole who's getting rich off of you, you're paying money to yourself in a shitty savings account. It's like you're putting money in that shitty savings account. It's not all going to be there when you move out. But at some point in the future, you're going to get that money back. And then I'm still going to end up paying less money though. Yeah, but then over time, it's like like you paid – like 200 bucks a month to live in the house. Right. So like I, you know, I'm in the process of selling my house. Like when I sell it, it'll be like I lived there for a bunch of years and I paid about 200 bucks a month in rent. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Uh, the thing is, Brandon, good for, living. for you and I, it doesn't make sense to own a house because we don't live with someone else. We live alone. Both right. of us. So it, why would we have a house? It's what just, are we going to do with a house? From what I understand, what the people told me, mortgages, mortgage would be way more than what I pay in rent. And on top of that, when a pipe breaks, it's like, give us some thousands of dollars when your AC breaks, same thing. And you have to fix it. Yeah. And then it's like, I'll you get all this money back it. when I don't want the thing anymore. And then the rest of the homes around you are more expensive. Too. You I, know what the best thing is? If, like being in an apartment, I had a hornet's nest on my balcony. All I did was go online, put a service request in saying there's a hornet's nest on my balcony. I came home and it was gone. Light bulb out. Didn't Fucking have to change do, that light bulb. Didn't have to do shit. Didn't have to touch anything. I came home and it was gone. I could do that. Didn't yeah, have to pay anybody. Someone was like tromping around in your I don't give a shit. I don't apartment. have anything expensive. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start doing service requests and just sending them to myself. <laughs> <laughs> you should email them to, every, to, to everyone at Rooster Teeth. <laughs> I can see if anyone goes and fixes your shit for you. <laughs> I need a plumber to come out. My sinks aren't draining fast enough. <laughs> the good thing is, though, is that a lot of people here have actually done actual jobs before they had rooster teeth. Do you think this isn't an actual job? I'm absolutely saying this is an actual job. 
Do you think this is a job? This is a real job. Nah. I worked hard Talking about this. like Michael, who's been an electrician. Yeah, like Michael was an electrician. Patrick the other day was uh, giving me plumbing advice because of my drain problem. Was that, he a plumber? That wasn't the other day. It was earlier today. <laughs> I don't know if he's a plumber. He just knows about plumbing. He's oh. like, yeah, you want to like unscrew this bit and then like snake it in like this. And I was like, mm, I'll give that a go. And then I'm going to call him I when I mess it up. I can't imagine you doing that successfully. <laughs> I once, the only thing I've ever snaked was my dad has this aquarium. And uh, after like six months, it just gets caked in like fish shit, like all the way up the pipes. And I like push this thing all the way down it. And it like totally cleaned it. Like it was amazing. You push it in and all the poo comes off. But then it ends up in this big clump at the end. And I pulled the thing out and it was like really in there. And it was like kind of bungee kind of material. Whipped it out. I got like a stripe of fish shit like all oh. across my face. And uh, threw up immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's how it's going to go if I have to snake my own pipes. We... Did you have to snake it again after that with vomit? <laughs> so gross, dude. Like six months of compacted fish feces. We, uh, we have a goldfish at my house in Ottawa. And it's probably the biggest goldfish I've ever seen. It's probably about six inches long or so. Easily impressed. And it's been alive for like five or six or seven years, maybe even more. Or eight. It's so big that it's outgrown the tank it's in, and every time it shits, it scares itself. So it'll thrash <laughs> around like crazy and like start like bumping into the walls of the tank and like moving the rocks around. So we could always tell when the fish shits because you hear just like thunk, 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 thunk. <laughs> well, because it's so big, it's like scared of what a new thing that's it, in the like, tank with it. It like lets it shit out, but like thrashes around to like get the shit out of its ass. I guess uh. is it is it a cool looking fish? It. I want to eat it. It looks delicious. Okay. <laughs> It's just like a big fat goldfish. What you up thing to say about a you family pet? <laughs> its name is Mr. Fishy. Who named it? My little brother. Uh. <laughs> you want to eat your goldfish? You want to eat gross. Mr. Fishy. I, I always make jokes to my little brother about wanting to eat it because I know that he, it would make him <laughs> sad. <laughs> How long have y'all had it? Like probably over seven years, I think. Jesus, I didn't think goldfish live more than like. They said it would last about maybe two or three years at tops. Yeah, that's what I would think. I once knew someone who had a goldfish bowl below a dartboard, and it didn't end well. What? <laughs> <laughs> two fish. There were two fish, and a uh, on a dartboard. There's to differentiate between the colors. Sometimes there's metal right. wire, yeah. and it just the dart just bounced straight up off the dartboard, went straight down through one of the fish. And uh, the other fish died as well from like just the blood and stuff. Oh, wow. from the shock. Yeah. I had a. I used to have uh, <laughs> so bad years ago, like ten years ago. I used to, no, longer than ten years ago, a long time ago. I used to have this little betta fish. Uh, I also had a betta fish. I called him Max Power, and uh, mine was Johnny Bravo. <laughs> I, I kept Max Power in a in a in a little bowl on a shelf, and the shelf was like right above my couch. So imagine if there was like a shelf up behind you, and then there was like a, a bowl with a betta fish up there. <laughs> One day I'd cleaned uh, his water out and uh, put in new water, put him on the shelf, sat down, I was watching The Matrix on DVD or some shit, right? It's like, it's like the year 2000. And, uh, That's I what people did back then. Right. It's like, <laughs> yeah. wow, I, got, I just they, bought a DVD player just to watch The Matrix. Watched the Matrix. And I turned around to look at the fishbowl and it was gone. The fishbowl? The fish was gone. Oh. <laughs> just was like, it was just like a bowl of water. I was like, where the fuck did the fish go? So like I start looking around like on the counter and then like in the kitchen like I couldn't find it anywhere. I was like, Ew. what the fuck? And then uh, I sit down. I'm like, 
wait a minute, am I sitting on it? <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. So I, I stood up, and it was between my fucking couch couch cushions. Like, I guess I put too much water in it. It had jumped out and, it, like, gotten between the couch cushions. So, like, I was like, oh, shit. And I put it back in the water. He just, like, kind of floated sideways. And I was like, oh, no, you know, I fucked up. Like, why did I put so much water in there? He lived. Yeah, those, <laughs> those types of fish could live. live outside of water for, like, I think a couple hours. Yeah. Fish are yeah. really resilient. I was once, it was another, like, cleaning my aquarium thing. There was this big castle, a piece of scenery that was in the aquarium. Really heavy, like way heavier than this. And uh, I like, cleaned it and I hosed it all off, put it back no. in. And we had these angel fish that were about this big. And uh, I was like, where's there's one, a- there's one angel fish that's not here? <laughs> and I saw it like compressed by this castle. It was just like its head was poking out. I was like this. I was like, I've just crushed this fish to death. And I pulled the castle up and it floated and then just went. And just carried on living. Wow. It lived longer than all of the other ones. And it was heavier than this? Yeah. It was just like smushed against the water. water. Things are lighter. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but like, everything you describe does not compare to the ocean at all. Like if you watch any sea documentaries, like every single second, it's like, what's about to eat me? What's about to attack me? Well, what can I attack? Dude, what can I eat? Emo. And it's from like every direction. Patrick like, was someone's... telling me a story earlier. Uh, I guess that there, was the, there were these scientists who were tracking great white sharks. And they put a tracker on a nine foot long great white shark. And they said that the shark was out swimming around in the ocean. And I think he said that it was swimming at, like, depths of 50 feet. And they could watch it where it was going. And then all of a sudden, they said the tracker just fucking plummeted straight down. Huh? Uh, and then, like, got stuck down there. And then, like, three days later, the tracker washed up on the shore. Whoa. So they think, like, something from <laughs> deeper came up, grabbed a nine-foot long great white shark and ate dragged it, it dragged it down. Yeah. down oh my god and then like shit out the receiver three days later <laughs> yeah, so oh the scientists are like what the fuck was that thing <laughs> that just ate that shark they should have put a camera on it <laughs> well you know there's like, nothing bigger than a whale because that's it, the whale's the perfect size for water right gavin yeah and sharks can't look down right i guess they're just I, going also, like they're just moving they can't just stop and like tilt also we think of them as like an apex predator uh in the ocean like what eats that Something bigger and giant. Maybe the shark just went down. Maybe it went mental and just like swam all the way down. Like thrashing about. Maybe it took a (laughs) shit. (laughs) Barbara's a little too pleased with herself on that. It's not a goldfish, Barbara. Be serious. (laughs) But like Star Wars was terrifying for me. Because remember they're going through the center of Naboo and there were those giant sea monsters. That stuff terrifies me. Like sea creatures, especially even creatures on Earth that are long dead in the sea. They're terrifying. They're huge. Aren't you from Houston? Yeah, what, is, what does that have to do with it? That's me? coastal, isn't it? Is that why you're afraid of stuff from the sea? Houston is kind of coastal on the way east side. Galveston is the only thing yeah. people really go to. I love the fact that Houston was not a coastal city, and they said, fuck it, we're going to bring the ocean to Houston. Like, they dug a giant trench from the ocean to Houston because they wanted to be on the coast. I well, think so they just modified the... the yeah, they, it's the Houston ship channel. It's they, terraformed. They dug like a 40-mile long channel to bring the ocean to houston so they could ship shit out of there on boats i think houston was a scam i think it was like these brothers promised maybe i'm thinking of the story but basically they promised like all this great land and people bought all this land in houston then they got here and it was nothing but swamps or bayous well one of the reasons that austin is all that is all like white chalk is because it was all underwater right right it was like so flat that it was underwater mm-hmm. it was the the sea i guess extended over here and we were we were underwater until fairly recently in a ge- geologic time sense. Yeah. I was, so is there like fish and stuff on land? Fossils? I assume so. Well, cool. no. The, the, well, the ocean probably didn't recede all at once. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it probably didn't go like... Psh. Yeah. No, but stuff would have died on it. 
But I think that's why you see, like, in Austin, you'll still find, like, old fossilized seashells sometimes. Mm. Really? So think, Where? you never seen it? Like, if you just, like, dig around, you'll find it. No. Yeah. I don't know. I don't usually, I'm not just, like, out digging about. <laughs> really? Town I grew up as a little a little boy in Texas. It's like, is you, that... you just dig and, like, try to find shit to fuck up. Is that why you were so good at finding those toy cars <laughs> on that immersion Oh, shit? my God. Oh, we can talk about that now, can't yeah. we? <laughs> we're, filming, we're filming the trials immersion, and there's this big concrete pipe. I don't know what it would be useful. Yeah, so it's like if you imagine on the trials immersion, you're at, you're at the camera looking at the track. If you walk backwards behind the camera, it's just a big open field. Yeah, I and, took a picture of you in that field and tweeted it. Right. Sasquatch. And in that field was just like a big concrete pipe. How Was it like a five or six foot diameter? You could, Taller. You could stand you could upright in it without banging your head. And right. Michael and I were like running up and down it, pretending we were on skateboards and stuff. Yeah. And then we found... One of those tech deck little mini skateboards. So we're doing like tricks, and this, we're trying to like get it to go all the way around by kicking it. And then Gus was like, "I wonder if this." No, I said, "I said, well, th- it was missing like a wheel or something." Yeah. And I was like, "You can find something better than that. Hold on." <laughs> and I just started walking around looking for toys in the field, and I started finding Hot Wheels. He came back with a car with four wheels, and we're like, "Where did you get this thing?" I was like, "It's over there." And I go, "Watch, I'll get you another one." And I walked back out there, and I found another one. And I came back with another car. I was like, "Look, this one's even better." I so bet we- you Gus has a secret stash of Hot Wheels in his pockets. <laughs> in his pockets. <laughs> he was like, "I'm, I'm so happy I got to use these." Finally. <laughs> But we have Finally. a whole video now where Michael and I are trying to get two cars to go around, like, encounter each other. Do you get it? I think we got it. You got it, like, on the first try. And I was filming on my phone in slow-mo, so you can see him, like, driving I heard cheers coming out of that pipe <laughs> yeah, while I was just you. sitting. All you could hear was a load of muffled. It was Yay. like, <laughs> it was It was boring. I think the first time, before you found the car... <laughs> Before you found the car, you found an axle from, like, a bigger car. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I forgot like, about that. I found you some wheels for your skateboard. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's funny. Yeah, they, uh, just scavenging. Yeah, it was, forest. and then we couldn't find anything good after that. Like we were like, surely we'd find more stuff. It was all shit. Yeah, and there's a bit where I'm interviewing Gus. I'm like, "What are you doing, Gus?" As he's walking through the field, he's like, "I'm looking for toys." <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of those moments where I was like, "This is what my life has become. I'm at work on a job, looking for toys in the middle of nowhere in a field." <laughs> Yeah, that's you particularly, you guys were not actually on screen very much. Yeah, that was a very long day of nothing. Yeah. That was the piano tiles day. It was the piano tiles day. It's burned into my memory forever. Yeah. Because all I heard was beep, 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 Well, then to make it extra annoying, I turned off the piano sound and just made the robot sound. Where it's all the same sound every time you press something. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't annoying at all. You seemed annoyed at the time. <laughs> Are we talking about what's being shot this week or not? Uh, I don't know, so I'd say no. It's, All right. it's been mentioned on Twitter by Matt. Oh, has it? Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Say it then. I'm not going to get in trouble. I'm just going to drink my beer. I assume you're talking about day five. Ooh, Barbara. Yes. Day five Should've is said uh, that. in production, finally. Matt tweeted about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they started actually shooting on Sunday. Yeah. And uh, everything they've gotten so far is really, really cool. There's a lot of shit coming up. Yeah. In terms of productions. Yeah, yeah there's I, a lot of stuff concurrently. We've split off into teams. So basically, this, this Doreen is, and Matt are on day five, and then there's another project that Chris and I are on. And Matt just came back from Toronto. I went to Toronto yeah. with Matt and uh, Megan, and we filmed a Bare Naked Ladies music video. And you almost got deported. <laughs> she had, what? Some, what had some troubles at the border. Do you want to I talk don't, about I don't really know if I should talk Do about you call it. Ed? <laughs> no, like, <laughs> but it was awesome. We spent the whole day... Filming the Bare Naked Ladies. Matt was like, I hope, hope to be done by 7. We wrapped at like 6.59. It wow. was awesome. We were trying to figure it out because for some reason, Canadian border people are like notorious for being assholes. 
and I don't. I thought know Canadians why. were meant to be polite. Was this and, when you were going into Canada? Yeah. Com- okay. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's because this is just speculation. Obviously, Canadians are known for being so polite and so nice, and so people probably think that they could walk all over them. Mm. So these border patrol people they probably like just breed like, hateful Canadians just to put them on the border, <laughs> or they like are purposefully assholes to disprove the theory of them being all yeah. nice. It was, do, do you think that they allow certain amount of Americans to immigrate to Canada every year, and they're like, <laughs> in order to immigrate to Canada, you have to work the border <laughs> for <laughs> five years? It's very possible. It was it was terrifying, but we had a great day shooting. We had like four different locations on the video, and we we brought the Phantom and did some slow mo stuff too. It's a very short song though, so I'm not sure if any of that will make it in. Oh, but sure it was fun. Will. And then, uh, and then after that, we went back to Ed's house and played pinball because he has serious? five pinball machines. Are you in his serious? House. Does he have the Adams Family pinball game? And there's me, me and uh, Ed Robertson. He's That's so cool. cool. Is he Adams Family? No, we we mainly played the Metallica pinball. <clears throat> it was awesome. It was really because he's really into pinball. It was really interesting mm-hmm. hearing about like all the different stuff you can do with pinball machines. And you like walk me through like how you, you know, do diagnostics on them and everything. I it was need really to interesting. vicariously through you. Did you eat Tim Hortons or poutine or any other Canadian treats? I had the worst poutine ever. Oh, why? Where? Well, I've, I've been to Haymaker where they have poutine and it's pretty good. Uh-huh. And, uh, oh, like, that was not an improving... Well, uh-huh. you've also, you, when you were at RVBTO with me, you had yeah. actual poutine. But what I'm saying enjoyed. is I've been to places where it's away from Canada and it's good. Yeah. I was in a hotel in Canada and it was... Fries, yeah, with just a clump of like all the cheese curds were clumped together in a lump, oh. and there was no gr- there was no gravy until no gravy until we like looked underneath, and all the gravy was just in the bowl. They the put fries, the gravy on. First. They put the gravy in first, put fries on the top, and then took all the cheese and made it. Like, Where a were cherry. you? What hotel is this? Crap hotel. Oh, I'm gonna call them. It was. I'm gonna really have words with this hotel. That's really sad. Poutine's good though. It is. Did I'm, you have any Tim Hortons? No. I was hoping you would bring me back some secretly. Yeah, <laughs> Careful, then I, then get, I realized who Gavin is. <laughs> you're about to get a fuck ton of it in the mail now. I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, I've had I've had similar tough experiences getting into Canada in the past before, and uh, I, I, I definitely agree with you that I think they uh, they put like their hard asses on the border or something. I've had Although trouble worst, getting out of Canada. They're not Mounties, are they? Because that'd be awesome. Yeah. The worst experience I ever had. It wasn't me who had it. I've told this before. It's one time when I was going to London for MCM a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I saw, like, the immigration officers pull people aside, put them, like, in a little holding area and just start yelling at them, like, out there in the middle of the line in front of everyone else. Jesus. Like, when you get to Heathrow, there's, like, those two big snaking lines. Well, so you could hear the yelling. To get in there. Yeah, and then between the lines, there was, like, just separated by, like, little metal rails was, like, a little square. There were, like, four dudes in there. And then the immigration officers came in and just, like, started screaming at them. Did you hear what they were yelling at? Yeah, they're like, "Uh, I'm done with your lies. Why are you trying to come into England? Tell me the truth. I don't want to hear another story. I was like, okay. It was like, wow. it was like total bad cop, worst cop. Like, there was no good cop at all. See, the in interesting there. thing about the Canadian border was that usually you go up to a line of desks, and that's what happens. They don't question you at that desk. They ask you what you're there for. Mm-hmm. And if they think that something's up, they just mark your customs card. Don't they do that everywhere? But I thought they would have questioned me there. So basically what happened, they, they drew this big symbol on my thing. Like in in pink highlighted, it was like a big Z with a line through it, and then just gave it back. And I was like, "All right, thanks." And then the next row of people see that, and they pull you into an, another room. So you don't really know you're in trouble until you've already walked through. Yeah. And by that point, you it's think like, you're scot free. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah. nope. "When when I went to to Paris for Minecon a couple of years ago, it was a similar thing where they check your passport and everything, and then they have like different lines with different letters. Like, all right, go ahead and get in line G. And you can't see where they go because they like all go in different directions and then start yeah. like crossing each other. And it isn't until the very end you're like, 
Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> I got in the bad line. <laughs> yeah, I've had it before coming into the, into the US as well, where they would just draw a funny symbol on my card, and, I, and I'd be like, oh, what does this mean? And you hand it to the guys, and then the guy's like, all right, go through there. And it was at that point that they just dismantled all of my luggage, like took every single thing out, and I was there for like 40 minutes when I did that. Wow. Put it all back in, everything was fine. Why, but was Why did like, they target you? I think it's because I was young and I was staying in the U.S. for like three months. Also, Gavin has a problem, and I've told him this before. When people start questioning him, he gets very rude. Like, it's not like getting rude. I just don't like being... You just like, you can't be bothered. So you're just like, yeah, whatever. Whatever. I don't care. It's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you on about? <laughs> like, it's like, for that situation, like at the border with police officers, any form of authority, you are supposed to be so fucking nice that like the sweetness is just I seeping out of to be your n- Okay, this is how the interaction went with Mr. Canada Border. <laughs> He's like, where's your paperwork? And I'm like, I show him my US visa because I'm traveling with the company that I work for. So I'm like, this is my visa to work with this company. He looked at it and goes, this is for America. You're in Canada. And at that point I was like, oh yeah, he's going to be a prick about it. Here we go. And at that point I was just like, and at that point I was just like <laughs> if he was like, you know, you need like paperwork and stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. But you're okay with making your life worse? Like you're making it harder for yourself? Yeah. Because like no matter how. I, it's not like I'm doing it to, I just can't help it. Like when someone has that attitude at me, it just shuts me down. I'm like. See, I got mm. fucked over by someone like that one time. We were driving through the American-Canadian border Coming... from, Ca- from Canada to America. Okay. And my friend Brittany was driving and she is like the same way as Gavin. If someone of authority starts questioning her, she just gets really bitchy and just like well, when attitude. you're innocent, you expect you, you want to be treated innocent, right? Until you're proven guilty. Yeah, but she just gets an attitude, like even if they're not asking crazy <sighs> questions. And they started asking her stuff and she was just extremely passive aggressive and would like brush them off. And she's just like, why does it matter? Why do you need to know? And I'm just like sitting in the back like, <laughs> holy shit. So they ask us to pull up and like go to the side to get the entire car checked out. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we weren't doing anything wrong, but it added an extra hour and a half to our trip. Yeah, but when someone's talking to you like that, you're like, oh, I hope they have something. No, but you know, like, like, it's just, so much you're... easier if you're just nice yeah, and I agree. get it there's, over with. So I grew up on the U.S.-Mexico border on the U.S. side. And there's an interesting thing where I guess unless you live on the border, you don't realize this. But in the United States, like I lived in the United States, if I drove on any highway out of the city I grew up in, about 30 miles outside on every highway, there's an immigration checkpoint where you're well, in the U.S. You have to pull over and then you have to explain where you're going and that you're an American citizen. Um, and I fucking hated those things when I was younger. <laughs> and uh, sometimes they'll ask you to pull over and they, they want to inspect your car to make sure you're not carrying drugs or uh, illegal immigrants. So anytime they would ask me to pull over, I'd pull over. I'd get out of my car, lock it and be like, you can't look at it. <laughs> why would you do that because i i had time i had nothing to do and they were like we just need to look at your car sir and i'd be like no i don't i don't give consent you can't look and they'd be like are you hiding something i'd be like no well, why won't you let us look because like, i don't want you looking at my car and then they'd like i'll go and they'd go like huddle up and talk and they'd be like you know we can call the dogs out here and we can have the dog sniff your car i was like all right go ahead <laughs> sniff the time. waste your time and yeah. then they'd be like well it's gonna take two hours for the dogs to get here i'd be like all right can i wait in my car yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they go off and they huddle up again and they come back like all right you can go <laughs> wow really yeah i guess because i would always call their bluff they would ne- they never call the fucking dogs and now i'm never going back so you're gonna call the dogs so <laughs> even even if you would shown them your passport and then you're american they they still... you don't have to show paperwork at okay. this checkpoint it is literally you roll there's a guy you roll down your window he goes 
where are you going? Oh, where, yeah, where are, you, where are you headed to? And you tell him, he's like, all right, what were you doing in the border town? Okay, and then based on that, based on, I guess, whether or not you have an accent and whether or not your, sto- your story seems plausible about why you were at the border, then they decide whether or not to further inspect you. Mm. So why did they want to further inspect you? Because I was a young guy going to the border, driving back to Austin. Like, this guy's got to have weed on him. <laughs> that every time. Get the dogs. Yeah, so it's like, I, I, I just hated having to do it. Nowadays, I would easily let him search because I don't want to fucking sit there and wait. This is like me when I was like a snotty teenager, yeah. you know, and, and, and had plenty of time to waste. I will say that at the Canadian border, once they, like, checked us out and found out that we weren't doing anything illegal and everything was fine, he was nice. He, like, returned to a normal human being. It was like, well, here's what you should do in the future if you want to do this because, uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like... Yeah, cool. Where were you five minutes ago yeah. when you were making me almost crap my pants? <laughs> Have you ever seen Nightmare Before Christmas? No. You know the, oh, well, the mayor has like the nice face <laughs> oh, and the mean and... face. I feel like that's that cop. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, ha. Huh. It's almost like the Lego movie as well. Yeah, like, good cop, bad cop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a better example. Something more current. Here, let me read this thing. Uh, I want to remind everyone this episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, or online store. Squarespace has been around for nine years, and they're constantly improving their platform with new features, new designs, and even better support. They have beautiful designs for you to start with. They have a ton of style options, so you can create a unique website for you or your business. They recently released 20 new customizable templates, and every design automatically includes a mobile experience that matches the overall style of your website, so your content looks great on every device, every time. Squarespace has won several design awards, including Favorite Website Awards, the Webbies, Forbes, and the Awards for Best Website Design. Their customer support team has also won awards, most recently a Gold Stevie Award for Outstanding Customer Service. Good job, guys. Squarespace is commerce-ready to provide a powerful and flexible e-commerce solution so, solution so you can set up shop and sell things quickly. Squarespace is good for everyone, whether you need a simple website solution or you're a developer and want to get into the code. There's so much you can customize with Squarespace. You can also easily embed a Twitch TV player into any page on your Squarespace website. You can share your favorite gaming moment. Squarespace starts at just 8 bucks a month, includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. If you haven't already, give Squarespace a try. You don't need a credit card, just start building your website. When you decide to sign up, use offer code ROOSTERTEETH to get 10% off and show your support for Teeth. That's squarespace.com, offer code ROOSTERTEETH. Thanks to Squarespace for their support. If you were getting a washer and dryer delivered, and it didn't fit through your door, would you be annoyed if the delivery guys just took your front door off? Let me say something about Squarespace before I answer that question. Uh, I hadn't I hadn't used the web the the service in a while until this uh, here like last week or two weeks ago. I signed up and like went through it again because I wanted to refamiliarize myself with it since they'd had some platform changes. It's shocking how fucking easy it is to build a website. Really? It's like you literally just like that looks good for a template. And you're like here you literally just drag pictures onto your browser and you have a website. It's also amazing how difficult it is to make a website if you don't have something right. like that. If you're just trying to code a website. And you're just learning. It looked crap. Yeah, I made some like, shitty websites through- <laughs> when I was a kid. I was like, BR, BR, BR. And then if you go through like the back end, there's like an enable developer mode where you can like manually edit the code yourself and do that if you want. It's like, enter, you know, enter developer mode. It's like, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> you can really break your site. Like, yeah, yeah sure, whatever. <laughs> Get in there, just fuck around. You break your site. It's like, oh, oops, undo. Because <laughs> like HTML is not like real programming code. You can just do whatever and it'll make something. Yeah. Like things just don't break. You're like, I'm sure this is fine. <laughs> Um, anyway, about your, your story. Uh, well, did they put the, the door back on? Yeah, but the weird thing, they just took it off without asking. It's, it's not a big deal. No? I, I, right. I, if I were home, I would prefer they asked. <laughs> I mean, I'm there. There's no reason not to, right? But it really, taking a door off and putting it back on just takes like a minute or did two. Did they put it back on? 
Yeah, I just was surprised. He just took off the door. Was it like well, the front it's door? it's back now. <laughs> yeah, it's the front door. <laughs> yeah, it's back on. But if they just left and put it back, it's like... <laughs> they put it on upside down. No, they take yeah. it off. They're like, put it back on. It's 200 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they should have done. It's like, it's an extra... It's a door delivery fee. Would Genius. you be annoyed if I took the front door off this building and then put it back on? I'd be kind of amazed if you did that. Actually, that door's <laughs> fucking heavy as shit. That door almost killed you last week. But was it last week or was it the week before? Yeah, it re- it was during our the super fight. Super fight stream, yeah. What's that? Uh, we did a, a sponsor cut uh, a couple weeks ago, and I opened the door, but I only opened it barely enough to run through, and I started running through, and as I got through the door, it like closed on me <laughs> and crushed me, and I made the audible noise like... <laughs> So like I came like limping onto the set right before that I was like oh the door crushed me <laughs> like it like dead on on my shoulder just like slammed down on me like knocked the air out just, of me. The idea of Gus getting crushed by a door is amazing. I would love to see that, but from only from an X-ray point of view, like watching a dude skeleton and all his bones get them closer together. It's like when you put the the, the giant castle on the fish. <laughs> yeah. the like, Whoa, that, that, that one kept living. <laughs> That would have been an amazing eulogy. Yeah. Like, understanding what happened to Gus. That's like a Reddit death. That's my biggest fear in life is dying in a way that's going to be on Reddit and everybody's going to laugh because how stupid it is. Death by waxing. Did you have a real... Death by waxing, exactly. Did you have a real job before this? Uh, no. I had a job kind of doing this at UT. So you ever had like a manual labor job? Oh, well, I was uh, a waiter at... Holy crap. Bennigan's, perhaps you've heard... Of the amazing Bennigan's restaurants? Very nice. No. Yeah. Sure have. Obviously, you have had multiple jobs. Angus has. Yeah, but manual labor? I mean, as far as manual... I, I had, like, stupid jobs in the past. You know, I, 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 was, uh, I was a secretary at a lawyer's office for a while. Yeah. Um, I worked at an office supply store. <laughs> I'm picturing repairing... you in, like, a, a dress suit. <laughs> like... Yeah. Were you answering the phone? Yeah. Hello, lawyers. So, the, and, and it was hard because... <laughs> I grew up on the border, so I was the secretary at a law office on the border, and so you, you have to deal with clients who speak both English, English and Spanish. My English. Spanish is not that great. <laughs> Neither so I'd, have to, I'd have to like pick up the phone, and like if people started speaking to me in Spanish, you're like, ah, oh, shit, okay. Uh, like, and I tried to not sound like an idiot, because I'm representing a lawyer's office. Like Try to be as professional as I could with like a fourth grade vocabulary <laughs> it was really difficult it's like i could understand everything and i would tell him like listen i understand everything you're telling me it's hard for me to talk back to you though can we just do this in english do you so think you when they listen can- to everything they said be like i understand how am can help you yeah. <laughs> you- okay transfer good bye <laughs> you think when they came in the office and they met you in person they were like oh where were you i called this i called here earlier and this asshole was talking to me <laughs> Except, imagine I just said that in Spanish. I don't know. <laughs> no, hablo like, español. Odor? I'm dating a girl Odor. from Mexico, and her parents don't speak Spanish, and we hung out, like, all weekend. They don't speak Spanish? I'm sorry, they don't speak English. Okay, oh. so that, that's a, I was that's like, what's a good, the problem? Well, no. That's a good scenario for you. So it was just, like, very basic <laughs> communication. Like, it reminded me of what cavemen... Like, you didn't how do they the thing where you, like, speak louder, thinking that they no, can understand you? No, I did try, like, my Spanish one... You know, it's like, donde es biblioteca? Why is, they so got I a have joke. a question for you. The library. <laughs> People who don't speak Spanish know two words. <laughs> biblioteca <laughs> and pantalones. What is it about well, those two fucking words? Biblioteca is, is library in so many languages. Right. French. No. German. Yeah. Bibliothèque, right? French. Yeah. Is it French as well? Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. It's like, those are two words that everyone knows and, and use Because every, every 
Spanish book when they say donde esta when they teach you what does that mean it's bibliotheque and there's like a little illustration I don't know but it's just standard do you speak any languages besides English I kind of speak Spanish Spanish well you know you can ask where the library is can you ask where other things are like what the pants pantalones <laughs> the Jugendherberge so we should probably tell everybody at the office to stop watching the E3 stream because our site's down because of all the people streaming it's not people at our office oh no okay never mind <laughs> Scratch that. Our site is down. Our site, uh, our site's having some problems right now because there's so much streaming going on, on the internet that the ser- how we stream our video is getting bombarded with requests from all around the world to okay. watch E3. I so the, the world the internet is taking a hit, which right is now. causing people, which is causing our stream to be laggy, which is causing people to refresh on our website a whole bunch. So imagine if everyone on our website's refreshing constantly ah. instead of just being able to. So sit pretty and much watch. nobody's watching this live right now. No, there's people watching live. Ah. Just people Hi, everyone. who have not tried to start refreshing things constantly. Ah. Congratulations. You stuck. You state the course. Thank you. Uh, so you have very rudimentary Spanish. Uh, y- yes. Spanish one. Did you take that in high school or college? Uh, I took it in high school and in college. And I took Spanish two in college. And then I just switched to Midland Community College online. And I took Spanish three and four in one semester. And you mostly just conjugate. And that's Midland all you know Midland Community College. And that's all you online. know. Yeah. What, what about you, Barbara? Spanish? No. Do you, what languages do you know besides English? French and a little bit of Hebrew. Hmm. You're pretty, pretty fluent in French. Uh, I could understand it way better than I could speak it. Hmm. Speak some Jew. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's called Hebrew. Do some. Shalom, Hashem shalit That sounds French to me. It's impressive. I think she's lying. Uh, what about you? Yo, you speak. We, I've asked you this before. German. You, you did, speak some German. Did, By the uh, way, my Hebrew name is Sipora. For anybody who understood that in Hebrew, okay. Sipora. Yeah. Not bad. Continue. I did five years of German. Five forgotten, years. forgotten four years of it. Probably. Say something in German. Nine. <laughs> Why wow. do you ask oh, where we... the library is in German? Wo ist die Bibliothek? Okay. Probably. It, it sounded good. I believed it. it. It's the right words. I'm not sure if the words are in the right order. Ani Is that the same thing you said before? Nope. Was that, that library? That means I have to go to the bathroom. Uh, I don't actually have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> but those are like the only things I really remember <laughs> because that, that comes in handy when you're in places that you need to speak Some Hebrew. words in German just sound so good to yell. Mm. Like, Schloss! Scheiße! But, but they're words that you wouldn't want to yell. Well, I just yelled castle, but it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> they, uh, they mentioned a new car on that live stream today, like in Forza. I forget what it's called. It's like, don't. Nuva ring, Nuva ring. You say Nuva ring? It's not called Nuva ring. It's not called Nuva ring. <laughs> you will sure. not get knocked up in it. <laughs> <laughs> I forget what it's called. Koenigsegg? No, I don't remember. It was with an N, and I was making fun of it. And someone's like, "Your last name's German. Don't you know any German?" And it's like that doesn't know. That's not correlated. But okay, <laughs> sorry. So your your last name is Darkman. Darkman. Dark. My full name, completely Barbara Dunkelman, means exotic Darkman. <laughs> Barbara yeah. means exotic? Sure does. It means exotic in culture. It's like the biggest old person name ever. <laughs> exotic Dark. <laughs> it took a while. <laughs> Barbara Dunkelman or Exotic Darkman? <laughs> Either way. I feel like you don't meet many Barbaras anymore. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> Every time I introduce myself to someone new and I say hi I'm Barbara, they go, Oh, that's my grandmother's name. Yeah. I think it's cool. I thought you I think you brought Barbara back from the dead. <laughs> I yeah, did. I can see it. Oh, I didn't do it. My parents did it. Yeah. They named me Barbara. Thanks. Shout out Thank to the Dunkelmans once again. <laughs> uh, 
Do you think that like most people, if we went to go around and did like a survey at RISC, do you think most people would do know a second language or not know a second language? That's, that's always fascinating. Do. You think most people? It depends people what do. you you qualify knowing it. Like if they got dropped in that country, could they get out of that country and back to the United States? Probably not. Then I think a lot of people have basic knowledge of a second language, mm-hmm. probably Spanish or French, if I had to guess. But fluent or like enough to have a conversation, probably not. Like we we were messing around with that app a couple of weeks ago on our phone, that Word Lens, yeah, which is fucking oh, crazy. Yeah. I'm surprised that didn't take off more. It's, it's, it's a, amazing te- technology. Yeah, it's, it's four that, years old. It's like live Photoshop. Uh, it's good for menus and stuff. Yeah. yeah, that that more that is one of the things that I look at and makes me feel like I'm in the future. Yeah, where it's like you just look at your phone and it's like taking a picture of what's on the other side of it and translating it on the fly. That's something that'd be cool to be incorporated in Google Glass. Yeah. Like that practically makes it sense. It probably will be. Yeah, I think uh, Google acquired that company. Did they? Yeah, that, that's why the app and all of the language packs were free a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I, wish, it, I wish there was Google more them. augmented reality stuff. I was thinking today yeah. when, when I was on the way to the office, you can see that big water tower that's near where we work. Mm-hmm. And you can see it really far away. Yeah, the one that's th- like right here. <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking it'd be useful if there was an app where <coughs> if you set a destination on a map and hold up the camera, if it like emitted this like beam of light on the camera from where you were going, it'd be cool. Just it's, to see how like where it was in relation to That's almost you. like something from a video game. Yeah, but I bet it'd be super easy to do. Yeah, you just have to. Kn- it it just has figures to know. out like, the GPS coordinate. And yeah, and it it has to see like recognize buildings in front of it to put it behind that and stuff. It could probably be done. Yeah, it probably doesn't even need to recognize the buildings if it just knows like the latitude and longitude, and then it knows the orientation of where you're looking at. Yeah, it could probably just drop it regardless of that. I bet it's already probably already exists. Think about it. Yeah, it's 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 a good idea. Yeah, which makes me think someone has already made it. Yeah. Isn't that frustrating? <laughs> you think you have a, like a great idea, you look like oh yeah, someone already made it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that would be so frustrating being an app developer. It's just like all ideas are taken. <laughs> yeah. You're done. And then someone makes Flappy Bird though. It's true, but then someone makes Flappy Bug and Flappy Cat. Right, but there's always the one that's first and like that dude made tons of money and and is probably set. They might have been saying that though for generations. Like people say, oh, you can't do anything else. And then something like the microchip comes out and opens up all these possibilities. Jokes though, I think all the jokes are done. Like are there all the jokes have been made. Yeah, I was, what are you I was talking about? It's like new tragedies that haven't happened yet that people will joke about. The same types of jokes you make after them. Like you're just like reapplying the same humor. I guess you're reapplying the same words in English. But they're different. <laughs> yeah. I guess maybe in a, like narrative. Of the like, I guess maybe it feels more like narrative, like an original story, like coming out. It's like so difficult because it feels like everything's already been done. Yeah, I was. Uh... Well, I want to know what the new thing will be because there's, there's robots. There's aliens, there's Wong. zombies, mm-hmm. right? Robots, aliens, zombies. Ghosts. Vampires. Oh, like popular things in movies. Yeah, like ghosts. Yeah. But there's nothing that's brand new that we haven't had yet. Frankenstein all... never took off. <laughs> you mean I, Frankenstein, didn't revolutionize the Frankenstein movie industry? I Remember that movie? I can't believe <laughs> that was an actual movie that came out. <laughs> also, just... the monster's name isn't Frankenstein. I know. Yeah. It pisses me off. <laughs> then we, yeah. I think mummies are next. They're so slow. Mummies. Well, I mean, a a mummy it. is a zombie. No, but they have the wrapping and stuff. You know, it's, it's a zombie, it's no, a no, zombie no, and bug But if a mummy bites you, you don't turn into a mummy. How do you know? You turn into a daddy. How does a mummy kill you? <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Stop. How does a mummy get you? Uh, it, it usually just... like, inhales all your skin off, right? Sure. Oh, yeah, it does have, like, mystical powers. 
I thought it just chased after zombies you and kind of beat powers. you up. No mummies. No, I'm saying that's how they're different. Mm. Zombies have no mystical powers, but mummies do. But what we need is a new enemy, like a, a fleb or something that hasn't a been fleb. invented yet. Mm. But it'd be like so totally different. Fleb. <laughs> it might be scary one day. What's a fleb's powers? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds terrifying. <laughs> but try Hem- and come up with hemorrhoids. something completely new. Right? Yeah. Yeah, hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids. <laughs> just individual hemorrhoids. <laughs> just it's just the anus with the bean on Disease. it. Disease. Zombies don't scare me. Dead. People who retain their cognitive abilities do. Have you seen Scrooged? No. Yeah. Remember Marley comes back and mm-hmm. he's just like a decaying guy and he's like missing an eye. Like he looks like, but I mean his his brain is completely intact and he does that thing that I hate where they traverse space just like by thinking about it. Like Gus is over here and then I turn and then when I come back he's in my face. That stuff I, I can't stand. So you didn't like the episode of Doctor Who where the, the statues were like... Mm-hmm. No, that was cool, but yeah. that was that's a bit different because it's not like I've been in the ground rotting and you see my rotting flesh. Like I'd be standing here and there's like worms coming out of my head. Is there a moment in a scary movie that you can remember that scared you more than anything? Do you have like that one moment where you just remember? I have many. I do. What's that? Do you remember the movie Gothica with Halle Berry? I never saw it, but I remember. <laughs> do you remember that? I remember the movie. I watched it when I was pretty young, and there's a moment where she's like looking under a door and it's all dark and then she like gets back up and there's a girl behind her obviously like a dead girl i screamed so loud i don't ever remember screaming that loud at a movie before or like having that reaction i think i was like 14 or 15 I watched 14 or 15. Yeah. I watched Mars Attacks when I was really young, and that scared the crap out of me. That was, that was really scary, that That's movie. a fucking no. comedy. No, but they're like, bang, bang. it was like really menacing the way they talk. I was like, that oh, That came out when we were like pretty young, right? Yeah. When was Mars Attacks? That was 96. <laughs> That's one yeah, so of the weirdest casts of any seven. movie. It was like Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson Natalie Portman. And Danny, Jack Nicholson again. Danny DeVito. Did you ever see Coneheads? Tom Jones? I never no. watched that movie. I saw no. Coneheads a couple Who's times. Who's in Coneheads? It's Dan Aykroyd, Jane Curtin. Was that like the SNL thing? Yeah. yeah. They were original cast. I think scariest movie ever was House 2. Didn't you guys see it? House 2? Yeah. No. You see The House? No. It's a sequel to that. <laughs> but no, it was dead dead guy. It was like a de- And it was a dead cowboy, which was even worse. He was like walking around How's with that like revolvers. I don't know. For some reason, period. You don't know? Period. No, no, no. Something about it. Like, so I mean, periods. I guess if it was like a guy that I know. Walking on dead, that's no big deal. But if it's like, you know, a samurai or, you know, a knight and he's dead walking around, for some reason that's, that's, that's scary to me. It's like, Why? yeah, cowboy. It's terrifying. Yeah, but they're probably scared of all the technology and the new shit we have. No, because it's a, you know, he's dead and he's, he doesn't give a shit. What about he's like just... a dead secretary? Are we talking like <laughs> a modern secretary so like or a period piece like secretary? Yes, madman secretary? <laughs> I can't believe you were a secretary. I was a secretary. <laughs> I fucking scheduled appointments. Did you call yourself the sex secretary? Is that why? No, I didn't. Is that why you're so winking? good at booking travel and stuff? Oh, maybe. I never thought about that. Well, you might have got some actual skills from that. Mm-hmm. Maybe I did. You're actually you're very organized. I try to be. When was the last time you booked travel? I book my own travel. I don't book other people's travel anymore. Hmm. I book my own travel pretty frequently. I book all my own travel. I don't. I don't trust anyone else to book my travel just because I'm so efficient at it and I know what I need to get done. Mm-hmm. It's like I know if someone else booked me something, it would be fine. I'd be like, it could be a little better. You know, I, <laughs> I, I would nitpick it. No one could ever do that job for me satisfactorily. I also like having control over my travel. Mm-hmm. I don't like someone else booking it for It's me. a bitch, though. It sucks. I like it when other people book my travel, but with my frequent flyer number so that I can change my seats. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. if, I, if someone... I, do, I have a spreadsheet filled with 
at the time, every receipt employee's yeah. name, birth date, and all of their frequent flyer numbers. So I could, when I used to book our travel, I would do all of that. I do a thing now where if we travel as a company, I always log in and move my seat as far away from everyone else as possible. <laughs> I would much rather travel with a stranger than with people I work with. Because mm-hmm. no, I, I like to fall asleep and I don't want someone to take a picture up my nose when I'm asleep. And you stuff. know uh, <laughs> the, the usual stuff that happens on a flight. I, Justine and Foyz, mm-hmm. how they're dating. They actually just went to from Austin back to LA for E3. And while they were checking in, Fwiz had a screen that came up that said, like, you're eligible to upgrade to first class. And he's like, oh, Justine, there's, like, we could upgrade to first class. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'll do that, too. And she, like, swipes her card to upgrade. And then when he does it, it said all seats have been filled. So he couldn't upgrade to first class. So just <laughs> Justine got it. Oh, my God. <laughs> so she, she was in first class while he had to sit back and coach. <laughs> you know, if he had gotten the upgrade, he would have to give it away and sit back with her. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that was lose lose for him. Yeah. Yeah, there's no way you can win that if it's not. Guaranteed. I would have kept that seat. I absolutely would have kept that. For seat. anyone time, let me sit in first class. Oh really? Yeah, because he was gonna sit in coach with someone else, and I was just like, oh sweet. I find first class quite depressing, honestly. Why? Why? Because cause it's not like I, I buy it. I would never spend money on first class. I just have enough miles where I get upgrades. But everyone in first class is just like a middle aged dude always pulls out a laptop there's always like some sort of spreadsheet or graph on it and they all look miserable and it's just like that's no way to live are you are you kind of afraid that's gonna become you one day no i don't think i'll ever become one of those guys but i just like don't like being surrounded by that kind of like busy 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 flying spreadsheet spreadsheets graphs i was like the last time we went i uh, I went to la when i went for the at midnight taping i was that guy you like i was in 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 my flight i'd like popped up my laptop and i was in the middle of like reviewing the rtx budget and i was like going through this giant spreadsheet with multiple you know workbooks and pages and i was like pie charts probably through i'm like what the fuck am i doing we don't deal with pie charts (laughs) i was like i I, I got sad i was like (laughs) this is my life i'm like doing this budget analysis on a flight going to to la that time he he let me sit in first class i was obviously dressed for traveling so it wasn't very nice and i was just like this girl sitting amongst all these like middle-aged men doing their work and i was just like i shouldn't be here right <laughs> yeah. now and everyone judges you when you're in first class like, everyone has to walk past you and they're like wonder what he does i, I, mean, you- I love showing up dressed like a slob in first class though because <laughs> like, i just want to look as shitty slob. as i can yeah. and have everyone else be like is he should he be here <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely gone with like holes in my clothes and like the scraggly beard, look like a fucking half homeless guy. Speaking of RTX, soon it is. uh, We're going to be at the convention center in three weeks. That's scary. So there's there's three more regular podcasts before RTX, something like that. Are we doing the live podcast? Yeah. Um, I guess what we'll do then is that's on Saturday, I believe. Sunday. Sunday? Oh, even better. So I guess that week, uh, instead of having a regular podcast on July 7th, which is a Monday, uh, what we'll do is we'll have that podcast on July 6th. <clears throat> we'll have that open to everyone, not just sponsors. And uh, we'll have the specific time and details up on the website soon. So just heads up. There I will be no right live now. podcast Monday, July 7th. It'll happen Sunday, July 6th. For I, know the, I know the time that. off the top of my head. Oh, do you want to announce it right now? Yeah, it's going to be 2 o'clock to 3.30 p.m. on Sunday, July 6th. There you go. That's when the live last podcast year, is streamed. That's central time. Last year when we did that podcast, <clears throat> I was soaking wet because I just had about 500 water balloons lobbed at me oh, in the yeah. street. Oh, that was fun. And and hadn't, I, hadn't you lost a, a shoe or something? Both my shoes were wet. One of them was dry. 
Both your shoes were wet, one of them was dry. One of them became dry. <laughs> they both got wet. I managed to dry one of them. Okay, okay, I got you. <laughs> one of them is still wet. My three feet. How, <laughs> how did one only... Did you try a different technique for each shoe? Is that why only one of them dried? held one in front of the, the air dryer. Oh, okay. I only had time to do one. <laughs> okay, I was going to ask, why just one? I, don't know, I was like blowing it straight into the hole, so there wasn't room for the other one. I thought maybe you like put one on the window seal and the other one you just kept like shaking window with your hand. Window seal. Are you guys also going to do the patch as the like patch? The because there is also a patch panel. Oh, that's a good question. Um, we'll probably have to have, that'll probably be a supplementary patch. I need to think about this a little more. Just because that's so far off from the regular patch release schedule yeah. uh, of a Wednesday. We'll probably stick with the normal release. Do we have the budget? Check your spreadsheet. We'll have to check the spreadsheet. I'll have to get on a flight somewhere <laughs> and see if we can uh, if we can work the numbers and make them make them make them line up. Better change your clothes. Yeah, I, a lot of people have been asking. We we should have the schedule up this week. It's pretty much finalized. We just have to get it up on the website. But Yay. it's looking awesome. That's Everything's of, looking awesome. That's like one of the one of the the trials and one of the the more difficult aspects when it comes to event planning is having to deal with. The printed program book. Yep. Because it's like, well, there's so many things that are in flux, like the schedule, you know, the exhibit hall layout and the map and all of these things. There's, it's all moving parts. And then there's this fucking program book that you have to submit to the printer about three weeks before the event. Yep. So it's like, you're not quite, you, you, you've got an idea of how everything's going to go, but you know it's not right. It's, it's probably the most stressful part of RTX for me is the, that program book. The booklet. Book. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, there's there's so you don't understand how many moving pieces there are to RTX, and you rely on a lot of external people to supply you information. Yeah. Is there like a website version that's even more up to date than the paper? That's version? what I was going to segue to. Oh. So this year, uh, in an effort to combat the fact that things change so much, there will be uh, an RTX app for both iOS and Android devices. Uh, we'll have a link to them uh, once they're approved and once they're available for download, so that people can manage a schedule, see a map of the hall, and uh, even make customized schedules for mm-hmm. stuff that they want to see. And uh, it's pretty neat. And uh, it's So like, if you want to go to a panel, will it alert you to say go to the panel now? You could set like? up an alert. That's awesome. Yep. You could pretty choose cool. how soon you want the alert. And I've, I've, I've had a sneak peek of this app. You have. It looks good. And it's great. Like if Let's say you're interested in seeing like what Gavin's involved in. You could click on Gavin and see every panel he's on, every signing he's involved with, <clears> and just like... You could add things to when your I'm schedule. When I'm going to the bathroom. Exactly. What number it's going to be. And uh, my dad's actually working on it. Yes, he Mr. is. Mr. Dunkelman. He turned that around. Larry! He turned that around really fast. Wait, what does Larry mean? Dad? <laughs> 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 I don't know. Here's our baby boy, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> dad Dunkelman. It's funny, my little yeah. brother's initials are D-A-D, so he's Dad. He's... Dad. Yeah. I was always upset. Growing up, I don't know why this upset me. I was always upset that my initials weren't G U S. That my been first tough. initials G and my last initials S. Oh yeah, it's like. But why? there's there's no good name that starts with U. Yeah, but you could at least have something. No one knows what my middle name is Gus for the most part ugly anyway. Sarola. <laughs> 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 <What> the fuck. <laughs> Everyone's talk- watching you ugly laugh, by the way. I just want to point that out. You want to talk about it, Gus? Okay. <laughs> I just like it would have been cool. My initials would have been Gus. It's the first yeah. U word I could think of. You didn't even think of a name. You thought of a word. You looked at his face yeah, the and first said word ugly. you thought of was ugly. <laughs> this, this is like high school all over again. <laughs> Girl, Did you ever think that when Barbara signed up on the website when she was like 14, she'd ever be 
on a couch opposite you calling you ugly yeah, live. Like, drinking so- a beer, talking to thousands of people, be like, I look at your face and the first word that comes to mind is ugly. <laughs> Thanks, Barbara. You're putting words in my mouth now, Gus. <laughs> All right, do, do a word for me. Uh, well, give me a letter. D. Dickhead. <laughs> so fast as well. She's pretty mean. <laughs> Brandon, with a P. Prick. All right. Jeez. Man. Well, I get that. Anyone want to go for a W with Barbara? Woman. <laughs> nice. There you go. See, I was nice. I thought you were going to say C. <laughs> like, Bring it on. So, you know, you were talking earlier about how there were no like original ideas left. Yeah. In uh, like narrative or trying to come up with a story. Like Jordan came into my office earlier and we were trying to brainstorm like a funny idea. We had like this thing we needed a name for. And he's like, I need help coming up with a funny name for this thing. And it's like, we sat in there for probably like 30 minutes. And we came up with a whole bunch of stuff. And we're like, none of it's really that great. A lot of it's already been done. Yeah. It's like, and you're just like, we're just left unsatisfied. It's like, I guess that's the best option. Know, it's not that great. My favorite conversation like that was when uh, Jordan was trying to come up with a name for the strip club. And one of the RTAAs, were you part of that conversation? Yeah, yeah. We had like 20 different ideas for the name of the strip club. Yeah. What? I don't even remember what it ended up being. I don't know. Uh, was it chocolate something? Something for tatas? Yeah, tatas yeah. for now. Tatas for now. <laughs> it was, uh, it, it was, that was my suggestion. That's really good. Were you nervous earlier when Barbara and I came into your office? I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I'm just like sitting there listening to my music and you both like walk in with like nervous looks on your face. I'm like, oh shit, what is it? And I tried to ignore you (laughs) at first and you were like, you can't ignore (laughs) us. I just stood leaning over your desk and you kept your headphones on. You can't ignore us. We're right there. (laughs) We're there staring at you and you're just like. And then he like, the moment he gave in, his face is like. (sighs) (laughs) I thought, see, I, I was like trying to call someone's bluff. I'm like, if I don't take my headphones off, Maybe they'll leave. Like maybe, they'll, <laughs> maybe, it's, maybe it's not important enough that they'll just walk out. We would just get too socially awkward and just back out. Yeah. Oh, when you deal with me, you definitely have to account for the social awkward uh, factor. Barbara and I decided to pitch an idea to Gus right before the podcast. We did. And uh, we were both too scared to ask him. So we went together. What was it? Uh, we were going to see if John could be on the podcast. John Reisinger. Oh. Bernie hates five people podcast. In fact, we're replacing this couch specifically for that reason i'm happy about it i hate this couch bernie you, should, said, you should see the new couch bernie showed said, it to me do you not it like it it looks so weird can i see it it looks kind of weird it, uh, looks, I like, guess it looks so Patrick, futuristic you mind if, if we can find it uh it, it'll take him a while to find it if at all possible um, i love that we can see into there because whenever you do something like that everyone kind of leaps up and patrick's <laughs> like looking backwards yeah. like come here, get the Dude, couch, get it done so the, the, what happened was uh last week bernie threatened to destroy this couch if we did not buy a new one, he said, because at least then you have to buy a new couch. Well, look how wide, like, I'm so far from Barbara, I can barely even touch her face. Right, so we're going to have a new couch, which will cause us to, like, compress the set in a bit. We'll all be sitting a little closer to each other, and uh, we're going to do some redecorating, because as a result of the new couch, I was talking to Patrick, I was like, the table's not going to match, the rug's not going to well, match, I think it's also the table's now- not going to match. Are you saying this table matches this couch? Well, the table matches the rug, which matches the couch. Does it? Yeah, it has That's brown in it, and then the the carpet has... Oh, there it is. Whoa. Oh, dude, I'll take it. That oh, looks... Don't you feel stupid now, Barbara? No, I'm saying it's weird, but it's like it's interesting looking. Isn't this couch number three well, that, for the podcast? His, it looks very two. futuristic. Here's why that couch is good. That's an well, this interesting... Is, this is the second one, though, right? This is the first, I thought. That's an interesting looking couch. Looks, It was going to look cool under the lighting. Yeah. And it's going to be shown on screen so many times. This is just a couch. It's just like some couch. Yeah, this is literally... We, we got this just... As a placeholder, whenever we bought it, we're like, 
we'll replace it at some point. Yeah. It was like literally the cheapest couch we could like, find. I can imagine when we retire the next couch, that black one, we could put it up for auction and people would be like, ah, oh, it's the podcast couch. If we put this up for auction, they'd be like, nah, I don't want this couch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure people will want this couch. Really? I really... It okay, sucks. I'm kind of sad because I really wanted to take this couch into Gus's and I's office because the couch we have now is from Walmart and it was like... It's two, like sitting on a bunch of cardboard boxes. It, it's like, first of all, it's like two inches off the ground. <laughs> it's so small and short and it's hard. It's not very comfortable. And I want to take this couch. Probably give you hemorrhoids. Like, no, it's fucking gross. The couch is gross. I was like, I don't care. I don't want that couch. I'm wearing clothes when I sit mm-hmm. on it. I'm not sitting on it naked. You can steam clean a couch. I guess. Blast all the germs out. I want it. I'm going to put Tons it in our office. Of beer, <laughs> especially on this portion of it. Yeah, that, that's the problem. I'm sure <laughs> there's been so much shit spilled on it. We could probably get it like reupholstered. At that point, we're just buying a new couch. Yeah. When's the new couch getting here? Uh, like in three weeks, I think. Is that three weeks? Is that right? Three weeks. Dude. Oh, dude. We should have an RTX. The new couch? Yeah. <laughs> it got like brand new. We'll take it to RTX and instantly destroy it. <laughs> no, well, are we going to bring the podcast set again? I do not want to take the podcast set, but I think Brandon wants to have it there. We didn't oh, do that last yeah, year, did for the yeah, uh, people love. Oh, we didn't it. do the podcast from it. Though. No, but we no. had people take pictures on it and stuff. Uh, in yeah, the, we did uh, yeah, people, experience, people like, loved it. We should just after the convention just give the couch to someone. I mean, we, we could, could have just, a raffle in the booth. Yeah, I mean, like, I'd, like, I'd love to see someone take that on a flight. <laughs> be like, I'm checking this couch. <laughs> <laughs> I see people show up with fucking skis and guitars all the time and carry them onto the plane. Someone could check a fucking couch on a plane. Uh, you really think that those are similar sizes? Yeah. Skis are, skis? skis are about the same size as that. You can put skis on a plane, though. You, you can put, put, you can put on a plane. skis on your feet and go down a mountain. I've I've put a couch see. on your foot and go down a That would be awesome. <laughs> I'm not saying you use them for the same thing. I say the same size. <laughs> That'd be fucking stupid. No, it's... You're fucking stupid. Oh, <laughs> damn. It's getting heated. I fucking got told. I'm ugly and I'm fucking stupid. I guess I just gotta drink my beer now. <laughs> Get faced. But, uh, <laughs> I've seen people take, like, coffins on the plane. Have you? Yeah, you've never seen that? No. No? You never see Lost? Yeah. But then you don't see him, like, how do you see him taking I've on a plane? I've seen crazy shit loaded on the planes before. Like, I you're just, like, dude, walking one... through the aisle holding a coffin? I've seen a sniper under rifle. the plane. One time, uh, I was connecting on a flight in Dallas. I was with Bernie. And, uh, I kept feeling the plane, like, rock a little bit. I was like, what the fuck's going on? And I looked out the window and I could see like the the luggage was the luggage thing. I don't know what to call it, the conveyor belt that like mm-hmm. loads the luggage on the plane. And uh, it was there and there was an armored car backed up to it. And there were like armed security guards and this old dude watching the armed security guards take these giant bundles of gold <laughs> out of the security cart, put them on the conveyor belt, and like them go up into what, the plane. Rocked the entire plane. Rocked the entire plane. <laughs> Then after he loaded the plane with gold, the dude came up and sat in first class and rode on the plane. And no I way. guess wherever they got where they were going, he got out and got his gold out of the plane. Wow. I guess you would want to see it all go on the plane. Right. They're like, oh, how much, what do you got to do to be like, I would like to personally load my gold onto the plane <laughs> and then go up and get in the plane. Aren't you technically not allowed to travel with like a certain value of... Yeah, you fill out form. It'll be fine. That dude did it. I guess, yeah. That's crazy. So yeah, you you could, if that dude loaded gold on a plane, you can load a fucking couch on a plane. Well, what's the limit on value you can move from country to country? I think it's like ten grand. You have to declare it. Like it's not. If it's like over ten grand, don't you have to fill out some sort of special if it's, paper? If it's currency, you can have an item worth more than ten grand. But they ask you typically on uh, customs forms. Like, do you have 
merchandise or items worth more than $10,000. I'm glad they didn't ask me about the Phantom when I went to Canada. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. I always got nervous when we were coming back from conventions and we would like have the, the money that we made at the convention with us every now and then. I think we change it what we do now, but like traveling with that was always really nerve wracking. <laughs> so someone tweeted, if the new couch will remove the blurry on the right side of uh, the, the wide shot. So I'm, I'm telling you, Patrick, someone noticed. Wait, what's happened? One of our cameras is fucking up. And if you look over there at the table on Brandon's side, it's a little blurry. Put your hand over there. Um, Where is that? Like, it, 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 it's Fight easier table. to tell when there's no one on the podcast set, but my chair is really sharp and in focus, and then on Brandon's side, it's not quite well, we got like focused. a tilt-shift lens on it. Yeah, something's a little weird with that camera. Uh, we're replacing the cameras as well. So no, smartass, the new couch will not fix the blurry side of the, of the shot, but the new camera we purchased will. Are we going to send that camera in for work? That camera? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> Send it back to the manufacturer. And that was, have people, four or five guys, over it trying to I've told fix it, before. it. That is, li- I walked in Best Buy and I literally bought the cheapest camera I could. Was it like three years ago now? Yeah. Why? Like, like, oh, it's the camera that films our faces every single week. Why wouldn't we have a good one? Because again, like the couch, it was temporary. Why buy temporary stuff? You know we're going to do a video podcast. Yeah, like we'll just get it off the ground with this, and then we'll buy nice ones. Temporary stuff never works. People like to keep does crap. it. I think 150 episodes will say otherwise. Oh, yeah, but it doesn't ever work as temporary. Now, these are our cameras now. Well, not for long. We're getting new ones. <laughs> Said two years ago. We're, uh, we actually have some new cameras that we're going to buy. Um, they're going to start shipping later this month. So we're waiting to get some test units in, make sure everything works, and then uh, we'll probably To be fair, like, the other temporary stuff that you had for the podcast just kept getting better and better. Like the mic situation we had when we first started these podcasts, yeah. where it was the lavaliers. I think we, we should have, have one camera for every person. <laughs> I don't want to share my shot with Barbara, to be honest. Why not? Look at this shot. I'm tiny. Yeah, but with the new couch, you'll be sitting you, closer wait, together. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Are you calling me fat right now? How did you get that from that? You said you look tiny. All right. This is how big my head is on the screen. Now cut to Gus. Look at the size <laughs> of it. Christ alive. <laughs> okay. That's what I was saying. I thought you were saying you look tiny yeah, in that's, comparison that's to me. And now we're like ants. <laughs> um... No, but we should have that new couch soon, and it'll fix your problem. He'll be a lot bigger. I was only kidding about that, by the way. No. <laughs> and we're, we're going to get you your own camera. <laughs> and also, the new cameras will have the uh, red lights on them, the tally system. Yeah, yeah. So I you, think you, were they the ones we looked at at yeah. E3? Yeah. You, you won't have to look at the camera. You'll be able to look and immediately know it, which camera it is. You can set up a separate tally system, though. Yeah, but temporary. Yeah, fair play. <laughs> it's all integrated, too. And like the headsets, too, all integrated in one solution. Yeah, it's, it's going to be it's pretty good. neat. Wait, what else, what else on this podcast is temporary? Well, the lights are not temporary anymore. We had temporary lights for a long time. We finally got permanent lights. Like, was this on purpose? Like, what is that? That's temporary. That That's like part of the set it, design. Th- you, you're ruining the illusion. They're just stacked. I just don't get it. Yeah, I think uh, Kara went to Target and we just bought a bunch of stuff. <laughs> and I was like, great. Perfect. Yeah, we're going to do it. it. Look good. I, I got to say, I like the blue lights that we got back here. That's my favorite yeah, that's part. That's so cool. I like the how they look in contrast with the gold and the red. We, the we definitely set. once we moved into the space, we had to play around a lot with the like the look of the podcast. It just didn't look the same as it did at the old location. I think it looks pretty. I similar. think it's because of the lighting. Yeah, if you look at a screenshot, the lighting's pretty different. It also it's, feels really different doing the podcast now than it used to. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I think we're it's because we're in a studio and not a you know. It's also because garage. it's like a raised platform that's like its own little thing. Whereas mm. before, it was like you're just sitting down. Oh, but you know what I do room. not miss? How fucking hot 
Yeah. It got in there in the summer. Yeah. And how goddamn cold it was in the winter. Yeah. That, that place was not insulated at all. And now you, we could just walk over here. We don't have to go to another building to come to the podcast. Yeah, man, you yeah, guys were there rains. for an hour a week. We work there. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you were there you a lot. In, you worked in the room that was air-conditioned, though. Ish. Yeah, that, that room was a lot better than the studio. Patrick, and then how we, was it? Was that air-conditioned? Yeah, <laughs> more or less. You, uh, you got demoted massively because you were upstairs like original bullpen area and then you ended up in the anx for some reason no i mean i i was i was volunteered for it when we needed the new space just to because like our people were all over it was just scattered in Who different moved around pieces the most in that office do you think? you moved around the most you think so yeah how lot. many desks miles moved around a lot too i had i was in the dungeon and then i was upstairs and then it's three i feel like there was in a the tech office place. tech office was there no other place didn't I you have a not. cubicle once no, I never yeah. did the cubicle. I had so you had three. four different four different places, three. four different rooms, three dungeon upstairs. Oh yeah, tech, yeah. Tech. yeah. I had three. I worked in the tech office and the cubicles and the upstairs. Oh yeah. Am I the only employee who has two desks? Where's your second desk? I want to get a second oh, desk at the, the second bungalow. Office? Uh, just because I, I I think more than anyone else, I spend more time going. What, are you, there. what do you ever do at the bungalow? I talk to Yvonne and Alan a lot. Ah. So I have to go to the bungalow for Especially that. You know who I've yeah. noticed who's really, really lonely and hates being in the bungalow? The Risemonger. The Risemonger. Mm. He's so lonely over there. Is he? He, yeah. he missed the he, chest waxing today and he was all bummed out about he it. He misses the... Like, he didn't like it when I used to walk upstairs and kick everything off his desk. Now he really misses it. You know what you need to do, dude? Go over there and knock all the shit off his desk tomorrow morning. I think morning. I will. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely will. Do it at least once a day. <laughs> once a day. It's a lot of effort. I make, it, I make an effort to visit once a day. Dude, if I did that once a day, I would definitely see that British Airways flight. <laughs> <laughs> let's make that. Let's make RT life out of it. At three forty-three p.m. Yeah, it, it typically flies over about between three forty and three forty-five. I've noticed. Interesting. Unless, <gasps> except for that one day at three thirty when it fucking flew over early, <laughs> out of nowhere. I feel like a crazy person <laughs> when I tell people that. You're going to get arrested by the FBI like, for British tracking. Airways 191. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can hear it. I'm like, that's a 787. Where is it? Dude. You that... know, they're just waiting for you to come out of the office to fly that plane <laughs> They're like over. circling. They're that like, would be a cool is. app. The augmented reality. You point it at a plane. It tells you which flight it is. That is pretty cool. I would watch or that. Or you could point in a section of sky and yeah. it shows you like all of the planes and within. It, and you know how uh, that sun tracking app, it shows mm-hmm. you where the sun will be on a line. If it could show you like where the planes will be at what time. They should be able to tell you that. I mean, you could look up yeah. the like filed flight all paths need, on FlightAware. All you need is the public information of flight times and flight numbers along with GPS. Yeah. Yeah. There's already websites that do that. You just got to change it to like read it into an augmented reality. I think this is a new idea. I'm full of them tonight. We said there weren't any more new ideas. <laughs> There's one right there. Probably wouldn't be legal. It would. Why would not? Why not? All I the information is weird about tracking flights and stuff. Some like dude in Austin got arrested uh, a couple weeks ago because he was shining. You know, there's those like real powerful lasers you can buy online. That's illegal. He was shining them at a police helicopter. <laughs> what? Oh. That's what like a, a, an arrest me beacon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here. I'm it was, breaking it was the a law. police helicopter landing at the Austin airport. And uh, he kept shining the green laser at it. And, of course, they're like, the guy's right over there. <laughs> so it's like they landed and just went straight over there and arrested him. That's a huge crime to commit. Yeah. I think that's a really big crime. Why would you do that? Shining that's a beacon fucking at a stupid. Helicopter? How old was he? He was like 23. Oh, Jesus. It's like the same asshole who used to shine a laser pointer at the movie screen. It's like graduated to like the next level of douchebaggery. For like yeah. three years, those laser pointers were everywhere. Can you cool. hit the moon with a laser pointer? It's powerful enough, I think you can. If you hit the... Uh, say the moon was... What is your fascination with the moon? 
It's just like really big and close. <laughs> what do you mean hit it? So well, I apparently. <laughs> so if it You're was a, the same color. if it was a new moon, wait, spit it out, <laughs> work through it. Like that's when the, the moon's all black, right? No, I think yes. Could you shine a light at it, a laser? You can always shine a light at it. Yeah, but you can't see it if it's, you know, a green laser on the white moon. It's reflecting the sun. You're not going to see it. Right? Yeah, but you might not hit it. If Well, you no, I guess I you're moving with the... You're moving... <laughs> the moon's not going like... <laughs> no, 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 but I'm saying you're moving with the moon, and then I guess if you're moving, the light's going to be moving as well. What? Because it's not going to just instantly get there. Like, it'll take, you know... I mean, it, will, it won't it be will that go long. How long does light, light would take to get to the moon? It light takes, like, light six takes, minutes or 12 minutes to get from like the sun. Yeah, so it would just be a couple seconds. Oh, okay. If, well, if, no, no. if that, if that. Well, because the moon is like 240,000 miles away. Oh, so it would take like a second. It would take, yeah, there wouldn't be any noticeable delay. You could just beam the moon. Just but I'm wondering if you, if you look down a telescope, if you could see would it. it be too dispersed by the time it hits the moon? Or could you see a spot You'd have to moon? be very precise. You'd have to have like, the laser would have to be almost mounted to the telescope. Yeah. And you'd have to be able to like dial in specific coordinates. To be able to find it, because then you're aiming a telescope at the moon? I would like to do it and have a bunch of lasers and spell something out on the moon. And then... <laughs> We've lost Barbara. You'd sound like a Bond villain. <laughs> like, that's exactly what they do in Bond movies. But like, like, you, what, the people would... It would be the most effective... Freak the fuck out. Effective ad campaign ever. The moon, just with green text on it. And nobody, everyone can see it, and nobody can do anything about it. But it would be so small. We'll just do it big, then. No, but I mean, like, the the size you see the moon from earth it's like you could put your thumb over it and cover it right well i think so how much size wise it's you, like australia how much text could you put there maybe it's the logo <laughs> okay so I, I remember hearing about you you made me remember this this is a story dated from may 15th of this year a japanese drink company this is on the verge the verge.com a japanese drink company is putting the first billboard on the moon <laughs> are they projecting it on the moon uh, they're sending a one kilogram titanium can filled with powdered sports drink and children's dreams. What? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Hold on. Are you reading a joke right now? That's what I'm starting to wonder. Uh, I guess it must be a bad translated Japanese press release. <laughs> Is it being taken up there by fairies? Um, the specially designed canister, which contains a shipment. Is it the most popular combo? Of Pokari <laughs> sweat powder. <laughs> will mark a disturbing new frontier for humanity, the first commercial product delivered to another world for marketing purposes. Uh, it'll be carried to lunar surface aboard the first planned private moon landing mission set place, set to take place October 2015. <laughs> so, yeah, it's being taken up there by a Falcon 9 rocket. It's going to be damn annoying to see an ad on the moon. Do you think one day I'll end You'll up like... you probably be able to see it if it's a one kilogram can. But I'm saying, like, imagine this is the moon. Like, this is your vision of the moon. This tiny little circle on the pillow. You can't see that, but... You can't read something that's written on that. Oh, there's a message plate in the can. And dreams are going to be engraved on the titanium plates using laser technology to replicate dreams? handwritten submissions. Do you think once everyone is doing this, it will end up like the million dollar homepage, where it's just nothing but just junk all over the moon, just, just a bunch of crap. Like, the moon's just going to be a junkyard or like a <laughs> landfill, just filled with shit. So you can just send whatever you want to the moon? Like, you don't have to ask permission well, I mean, or anything? Owns- like, it's just free? Can we send Gavin? Does anyone own the moon yet? Is it no, going? I don't. I don't think so. But I mean, it's like, could you get like, you know, in trouble? People, other countries, be like, "What the fuck did you do?" I think the next major war will be over the moon. I can see that. But why do you? Why do you want it? Because you don't have it. Yeah, but 
That's you, why. That's like the everyone, history of no, the earth. What what you, you pay for now? There, there was yet. oil and stuff, and then like water and stuff, right? Yeah. Now it's about advertising. It's about amount of people seeing something. That's why that's, Facebook's worth a lot. That's not necessarily true. Again, I'm going to go back. To- Everyone can see the moon. So you think there will be a war over advertising? Yeah. I think it'll be the great Canada's advertising just war. just like, we just want more exposure, man. <laughs> Again, you know, going back to um, the Vice TV show, the most recent episode of Vice talked about how all the countries that border the North Pole are starting to engage in a new Cold War over <laughs> who owns the North Pole. Because as global warming continues to erode the North Pole, there are now like viable shipping routes up there. And oh. now you can access oil under the North Pole that was not accessible See, previously. So like the or Russia has exerted that they own the North Pole, whereas like Canada, the United States and their allies in Northern Europe have said that Russia does not own the North Pole. So now they all hold war games up above the Arctic Circle right next to each other. Jesus. I wonder who will finish in pole position. I like puns. I don't know what you guys do to them. You all <laughs> fucking murder them, though. I've infected the brains of people who work here. All right. Well, it's about time to wrap up. So I want to thank for everyone who uh, stuck with us through uh, the live stream tonight. And those puns. We'll be back on Wednesday with another with uh, an episode of The Patch and then next Monday with another episode of RT Podcast. Thanks for watching. Bye. I love you. It's weird not having Bernie stop me. It's a podcast. 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 Motherfucker. Motherfucker. With Jeff, Jack, Joe, Gus, Bernie, sometimes Gavin. Though he's mental, so none of us really want him on the podcast because, I mean, like, who wants to listen to a pom that doesn't know anything that he's talking about? Yeah.